Blog Talk Radio. You are now listening to Kings of Non Sequitur. Any topic, any subject, anything goes. With your hosts, Jay and Dre. Hey, welcome in, everybody. It's hardball time. We're here to break down the upcoming 2022 baseball season. You are listening live to Kings of Non Sequitur, the off-season version of In Much Less Detail, the podcast, here with you live on a Tuesday night, April the 5th, 2022. I'm Dre, he's Jay, and it was looking for a while in the off-season like this day was going to be a long way off, if at all, this season, but Everything broke down in the negotiations. The players uh, pretty much gave in to almost anything that the owners asked for because they really wanted to play and make their money. And the agreement was struck and the lockout was ended. And therefore, we will have baseball in April. We will have all 162 games starting a little later than normal. But uh, full speed ahead, Jay. The full season is upon us in a couple of days. And uh, it wasn't looking good, but it's going to come off. You know, there's a part of me that still remembers when this would normally have been around opening day. That mm-hmm. that that March 30th, March 31st crap. Keep it. <laughs> I mean, you know, the baseball season is it's 162. I don't know who came up with the number. Obviously, we know it's all about money, but baseball season is interminably long. I mean, if they, if, I would not be opposed if they want to expand the postseason, which seems to be, you know, this long-term goal that they have. You know, I'm okay sacrificing a few games of the regular season. If you can't, if you don't know who's good after 154 games, uh, you know, come on. So I'm okay. Or 144. I, yeah, I'm okay starting a little later. Yeah, I'm definitely okay with that. It's uh, it's still going to be cold as hell in a lot of cities. Yeah. Um, Cubs and Brewers gonna... on Thursday, it's going to be in the 30s up down there. <laughs> I mean, y- yeah, I'm driving down to Chicago on Friday. We're, we're supposed to have snow here Friday morning. We're, we're going to be up there in Chicago this weekend yeah. for the first time in a few years, and it's going to be cold. And we are yeah. not going to any Cub games, uh, mostly, you know, obviously because the Saturday game is in the day during our draft, so obviously we couldn't uh-huh. do that. But, it, yeah, uh, in addition to – you know, the schedule, it's cold. It's going to be yes. every time I go to, a, uh, every time I went to a Sox game, when I came up there for the draft, uh, it, it was always in the thirties and yeah. on the verge of it's snow. Natural. I, I, I don't understand. Natural. I don't understand why the, the, the schedule makers don't start more of the games in domes or in, in Southern cities or on the West coast than they do. Um, but Hey, you know, I, I mean, I've been at Wrigley Field on opening day in snowstorms. So, yeah, I remember driving down uh, when I was living, you know, I was living farther north than where I live now. We still had our season tickets. It wasn't that long after we moved away. And uh, I remember we drove down for the opener, and it was snowed out. Yeah. So it, this is nothing new. You know, cold weather for the first month of the season. Um, it, it You know, I mean, going to Wrigley – 
as much as I've been there. It stays pretty chilly at Wrigley into mid mid to late May sometimes. Right. Uh, and, and, you know, Comiskey, too. Don't forget, there's another major league team in Chicago. I know we tend to forget about it. Uh, well, I only go to one. I, know, uh, I, was, I, know. I wasn't I wasn't going down to, what, what is it now, guaranteed rate field? Comiskey Park. And, uh, yes, uh, I remember we uh, drove down to Cincinnati for our spring break, um, and I, I decided we were going to take the kids right through Chicago. You know, we could have gone around, but I was like, you know what? I want to drive them. We're going to drive through downtown. And, uh, yeah, we drove right by the park and they were guaranteed. Right, nope, it's Comiskey Park, kids. <laughs> that building over there, that's the Sears Tower. That other one we drove by, yep. that's the Rosemont Horizon. Um, <laughs> you know, so we're going by all these places that have been renamed. But, you know, us, us real Chicago people, we know what to call them. We, we old people, yeah. Yes, Uh yeah. People of a certain age. Hey, that's what that's what that's what happens when you age. You, you yeah. hold on closer to the things uh, from your from your childhood, from from uh, when the way that you knew it way back when. That's the realness. It doesn't matter yeah. what it's called now. It's OG, we're, we're the OG Chicago guys, man. There you go. So, so yeah, we'll be back uh, this coming weekend. The uh, my, my flight is still on. They haven't canceled it yet, so that's good oh, news boy. so far. <laughs> Well, for that time of day, you would I wouldn't expect it to be, um, you know, I would I would think on a Friday evening that's a pretty busy flight. Yeah, you would think, except I I got it kind of cheap, so that's what made me nervous. (laughs) There's there's a lot of other flights from Memphis to Chicago, and they're all uh, one stop. You got to fly to Denver first or something like that. So there's other options. So that's why what makes me afraid. This is nonstop. But I got it at a pretty low price, and I've, I've just been in fear for the last three weeks of them emailing me and saying, yeah, that nonstop you had, uh, that, that's canceled. Now you're going to Denver at 9 in the morning. Uh, good luck. Uh, but it hasn't happened yet, so fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing all my condensed uh, fantasy draft research. I'm getting, I'm trying to get all that uh, together, so I'm, I'm, I'm doing my – Working on trying to, you know, sending myself my sheets so I can get everything all printed up. Got to declare rosters tomorrow. So, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely um, doing this on probably one of the shortest time crunches I can ever remember trying to slap everything together. I have my full league uh, draft, both league, mixed league, on Sunday. Um not going to bore everybody with a lot of details about that. but How many guys have wanna... you killed? I'm going in an interesting strategy this year that I didn't plan on. I'm going with a lot of uh, hurt pitchers, and I'm hoping that they make a, a full comeback <laughs> okay. uh, as the season goes on. I, my my well, you know, if you're first not round getting, pick is, if, is – If you're getting these guys as values, like letting them later on, you know, mm-hmm. then there's obviously high risk. But that, no, if you're drafting these guys high, then that's obviously – well, I, I mean, my first-round pick is Juan Soto, so I'm very happy there. You, you can, almost can't go wrong with the first-round pick. Second round, I saw all that news about Max Scherzer as a hammy, and he's trying to work it out, and he may not go sure. opening day. And I said, you know what? It, that, that's that's still Max Scherzer. <laughs> uh, right. Even you know, even if it's a hammy and he misses a starter. So the, the other 30 starts, the other 31, it's still Max Scherzer. I, I took Max Scherzer as my, my second-round pick. Okay. and. So that's not so bad at all because he's only going to miss 
you know, a start or a, or a day, the latest news that I saw uh, that he might actually pitch the second game of the Mets opener instead of the, uh, instead of the Mets opener. So that's not a, a big deal at all. Mike Clevenger is uh, still working his way back. They don't, they don't really know yeah. uh, when he's going to make his, his uh, first start. He's uh, going to probably open the season on the uh, disabled list. They haven't done it yet, but it's probably going to happen. He made one start in the, uh, in the, in spring training and that was about it. Uh, so, but, but he's, he's ambulatory. At least he's pitched spring. So I, I drafted him, uh, reserve him on the IO whenever that happens. And we'll, we'll see how that works out. Jack Flaherty is not even throwing yet, um, <laughs> but it's Jack Flaherty. This you know, is, he, I, he, I like your strategy. You can't <laughs> kill the guys if they're already dead. Wait, I I fucked her, but she was already dead. That is a way back inside joke from way back in the day. And that story is not even for the show. You're going to have to corner us at the at the bar at the draft or something uh, when you see us on the street to get that story. Uh, yeah, um, it's it's still Jack Flaherty, even if he misses like the first month. Uh, where I drafted him, you know, in the middle rounds, I don't remember exactly which round. Let me see if it tells me. Um, I think I, if I went on the, let's see, on the on the I'm on the I'm on the phone looking at that. I think if I go to the actual website on the computer and click through, it'll tell me what round I drafted him in. Uh, let's see. We got two hours live, so I can waste time like this, I guess. Uh, player history, 12th round. 12th round pick for Jack Flaherty in a 12-team okay. mixed league draft. I don't think that's much of a re- – it's a reach. I understand it's a reach because he hasn't pitched yet this spring. But eighth round, uh, 12th round, uh, at that point, you know, you're looking through your, you know, backup first baseman and, and third, fourth starters or whatever. I don't, I don't think that's too much of a risk for him. Um, and he's rostered. Uh, this is another key that I thought was interesting. He's actually on 85% of, of all leagues. So obviously, you know, most of the leagues think that he's going to pitch and pitch well at some point this season. There are other injury risk guys that I didn't take that, that nobody uh, drafted. So it's not like I, I did hurt guys. There's right. some really, really talented guys that I really want to have on my team, but I don't know when they're going to be ready. So I, I pass on them and so do everyone else. Um, my last pick of the draft, I almost took Shane Baz because he's going to miss some time, but yeah. it's just unclear how much. I couldn't do it. Uh, he went undrafted. Lance McCullers went undrafted. Someone of his talent should never go undrafted, but it's completely unclear when he's going to start throwing again. Steven Strasburg is obviously a very talented pitcher. He went undrafted. So uh, I, I didn't go, you know, 100% hurt guys. I do have healthy pitchers, but the, uh, but I, I took some risks. I took more risks than I usually take with, with hurt guys, um, especially hurt pitchers. But if, 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 if any of them were like going to be out for half the year or something like that, I wouldn't have done it. Chris Sale got drafted. I don't know when the hell he's coming back. I didn't touch that. I couldn't uh, couldn't make myself. Yeah, he was Chris he Dale. was trending towards coming back, and then he goes on the sixty day DL for something that they thought was going to be relatively minor. So obviously, that, that's what happens with these guys, these, these fragile guys. Plus, this is don't take too much into some of this, you know, injury news or guys whose velocities are way down. I mean, we have to remember, I mean, normally your pitchers and catchers are reporting mid-February. 
mm-hmm. and everybody was locked out until what third week of March. Yep. So, so these guys are all. I mean, yeah, I'm sure they work out, but you know, we're just officially they were not doing this for five weeks, and so I'm I'm thinking there's a lot of people that are are behind this year, and uh, you know, this, this first couple of weeks. I boy, I, it's going to be interesting because you know how many arms are we going to see blown out this first few weeks? <laughs> well, that's why they got the expanded rosters. That's why you can yeah. have twenty eight for the first month of the of the season. Twenty eight men on your on your roster, and that doesn't go down to twenty six until May the second. And I think that's a very smart thing to do. I think you're going to see a whole lot of bullpen games more than usual. You're going to see a whole yeah. lot of games where guys go two two or three innings and then take a seat and give way to, to somebody else. And that's fine. I, I understand that that being the general strategy of the Tampa Bay Rays, if you don't use one or two starters, right. uh, then the, all the other games of the series, you know, the next three, four, five guys is going to be all bullpen games. I'm, I'm not, I'm still not down with that as a general strategy to, for how to run a team, but you know what? The Tampa Bay Rays win a lot of damn games doing that. They sure and do. I, I can't, I can't hate on it too much because obviously they know what they're doing. But uh, before we uh, before we get too far into it, any uh, any thoughts on WrestleMania since that was a, a follow up to our last show? Sure, I'll keep that very quick. Um, decent show overall. First night was indeed much better than the second, just like you and Jerry predicted. Uh, looking just looking at the the paper uh, yeah. and, and looking at the quality of the matches, all the celebrities did pretty well. Um, I saw someone on Twitter make the remark, you know, uh, these these celebrities clearly, as opposed to celebrities in the past, these guys like really do love wrestling in WWE and really respect wrestling in general and took it seriously. Their their training, Bad Money last year, I still was amazed by how great he was, um, and Pat McAfee was really good, and uh, Johnny Knoxville was you know, he was Johnny Knoxville. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's, that's about all I got to say about that. Um, yeah, Roman Reigns uh, goes over Lesnar. That actually, uh, not only was it not the greatest match of all time, but it, I think it was even worse than it was supposed to be. It looked like there were some blown spots in there. Uh, you know, it is what it is. It's it's Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. You're only going to get so much out of them. That's why I was laughing at the hype. Like, there's no way in hell these guys can live up to greatest match of all time. But, you know, they they, they did the business. They did what they had to do. The two women's matches were probably the most newsworthy or noteworthy events of the uh, WrestleMania weekend for completely different reasons. The Bianca Belair win over uh, Becky Lynch was a surprise. So uh, we can officially, officially definitely say they, they can throw that out the window. That old trope of uh, whoever looks strongest on the go home show is going to automatically do the job and do the honors at, at the actual WrestleMania show because Bianca Belair overpowered Becky Lynch and looked the strongest on raw. And then she overpowered her and, and looked strong and won the match won clean uh, and won the title at WrestleMania. So they did indeed go with Bianca Belair, the one young star that they seen actually doing a pretty good job of building and making her look strong. And I'm very uh, happy to see that because she, she is as athletically gifted and legitimately you know, a legit athlete, uh, all world track and field at Tennessee. Uh, there's 
just about nothing she can't do. So I'm very glad that they went in that direction. And then Charlotte Flair and uh, Ronda Rousey made news because Charlotte Flair kept popping uh, her titty out of the, out of her outfit during the match. <laughs> so then of, and, and Twitter explodes. That of course took over uh, Twitter and uh, all the screenshots and whatnot. That's that's her fault. She she loves to have that those loose outfits on and that loose top that dabs her big fake ticks flopping around anywhere. And it was just popping right out, just kept winking at everybody. And uh, they, they did their best to try to cover it up. They blacked out the screen at one point. Um, they, you know, did the camera shots and cameras away. Cause she's doing a move where she's standing, like she does a figure four and then she presses up on her hands. To, they, they call it a figure eight. So it looks like it's, you know, more pressure or whatever on the knee. Um, and when she does that, her left nipple is just winking. Hello, just saying hello to everybody. And they had to do the, you know, the, get the camera angle around the other side, make sure they didn't see that. But you know, it, it was too late. Obviously, uh, if you're watching live and if you're, you know, looking at the replay before they, edit, I'm sure they're going to edit all that out uh, next. You know, when, when you can order it or re re look at it on Peacock, I'm sure by now they've already edited it. I haven't gone back and looked, but. Yeah, that's that's what she wants to do. Is what she likes to do. Uh, apparently, it's not the first time she's come out of her outfit. I didn't. I, I guess I must watch. I don't watch the product enough. I didn't know that that was not the first time that she's come out of her top. But yeah, that that was definitely newsworthy for everybody uh, who was a fan of something like that. And hey, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a teenager at heart still, even though I'm 46. And so I was uh, happy to see that. I was like, whoa, what what am I? Is, am I looking at? Wait a minute, let me. I gotta pause this. Yeah, that's a that's a titty, all right. Just laying there for the world to see. Um, so that was that was no. Sense. And then after all of that, um, she puts everything back together, and then uh, Ronda Rousey is distracted by the referee messing up at some point in the match. So then Charlotte hits her to, with a boot in the face and pins her, and that's it. And that's it's like okay. Oh, uh, so that. obviously that's you know setting up some rematch down the road. But uh, but yeah, that uh, hopefully uh, in the rematch they'll finally convince Charlotte Fair to put on a, a different top or else, you know, have her wear a sports bra underneath or something. Okay, well, that, there you go. And that's, that's your WrestleMania uh, recap. That, that's the WrestleMania recap. So first night was better. Uh, uh, yes, so much better. Celebrities acquitted themselves well. Yeah, yeah, Pat McAfee, who knew? You know, the punter. You know, but, it, well, first of all, he's an, he's, a, he's an athlete. He's, an, he's played in the NFL. That's true. No matter what we think of, of kickers. Um. But, if, but, he loves the, <laughs> but he loves the product, and he, lo- and he loves wrestling, yeah. and, he, and he trained, and he took it seriously. And he's already sitting there every week as a commentator on SmackDown, so he's got a whole eye full of, of what to do. Oh, I, I didn't know that. I didn't know he was uh They actually brought him in the during the during the pandemic as a uh, as, the, as oh. the color commentator on SmackDown every Friday night. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, he's a busy man. Got the podcast, got Look that. Oh. <laughs> he, he he does a lot there, and uh, so yeah, he's he's fully invested in the product. So yeah, it was uh, everything went off well. They had him. They had Stone Cold come out after uh, his match, and uh, they actually had Vince McMahon come out after the, the match first and challenge him to another match, and then Vince McMahon beat him. And then Vince McMahon is celebrating and feeling good, and then Stone Cold comes out and beats up everybody and gives him a stunner and all that. So. Okay. Make the make, make the crowd happy. That's what the, the weekend was all about. Give the give the people the celebrities. Give the under they made they made Undertaker come out on both nights to take a bow uh, after getting getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. Like they just wanted to play his music and get everybody excited. That's all that. Did, was. did he did but, he do the seven minute entrance both times? Pretty much, yeah. He just but except he didn't have the you know the garb on and all that. He just had a suit on and he just you know took a bow and and 
you know, okay. acknowledge the fans, but the music is playing and the smoke and all that stuff. So yeah, they they went all the way with that. Yeah, still the best entrance. Apparently, yeah. Uh, like my, my my uncle's uh, wife, my my aunt is not anywhere near a wrestling fan at all, <laughs> and I and even she stopped every time the Undertaker came on. But you know, back in the day when we were watching pay per views. Yeah. Even she had to watch that that entry. It was it was mesmerizing, apparently, to, to everybody. So uh, I don't know what they were doing uh, when they came up with that idea, but it, it worked, <laughs> obviously. Uh, so with all of that, we should twenty minutes into the show actually well, get I, into know, that, that's us. It's our <laughs> show. We talk about whatever we want. That's right. We uh, might as well talk about it. some baseball. This is usually the show where we agree on everything, and it's the most boring <laughs> show we do all year. <laughs> Uh, but the caveat that is, it's a baseball preview as well, so it's almost pointless because it's baseball. These teams could be so different by the time the playoffs yes. come around to get the trade yeah, deadline. We, and... do, we do a pretty good job around the all-star break of, of kind of, you know, looking back at our, our picks. You know, at some point, usually around then. We don't officially do it, but when we're in, you know, we're, we're full-on kings of non-sequitur. We do a show. We, yeah, we, we make fun of our baseball picks, and we, we kind of – Oh, who did I have? Yeah, you know, we go back and we laugh at them. Um, you believe I picked that team? Which is easy because it's usually the same. <laughs> <laughs> I, we'll see. I, I think I got some, some some surprises this time. You think we'll... that until we both have the same <laughs> surprises. Exactly. We'll, we'll, we'll find out. Um, rule changes um, in general. Some good, I think... some good, some bad. Yeah, so universal DH. We're going to disagree on that. We already know. Um, I'm, I'm a big yeah, fan I, I of like the, the I universal DH. I like having the difference between the leagues. I, I did. I get it. I, I, it. It's going to be weird. I know that to, to see National League with DHs. That's definitely going to be unusual. Um, and I understand the romanticism. I understand the, the strategy and double switching and, and all that being taken away is is. Uh, something uh, of a loss for some people. I, I, I understand it, but to me, it's such a positive on the other side to never have to see a pitcher uh, a struggling again, trying to lay down a bun or trying, you know, breaking his finger trying to lay down a bun, uh, struggling to swing the bat when it's time to to have, to, you know, when it's when you have to swing when the you know bases are loaded or something, and you yeah, you, you have no choice. You have to try to swing in just the most feeble attempt. I don't. I don't need to see pitchers hitting. Unless your name is Otani, I don't need to see you uh, hitting again. If you're, you're not going to miss seeing the pitchers uh, standing on first base with the with the giant size winter coats because <laughs> they got to hit the Scott Sanderson uh, big winter coat. Is they make sure to keep the pitcher warm, no matter how ridiculous it looks. We have to make sure the pitcher stays warm. Uh, rosters at 28 until May the second, then cut down to 26. I already mentioned that right. one. Ghost Runner in extra innings looked like it was going to be negotiated out, and, and as a uh, uh, as it turns out, it's going to stay. Unfortunately, uh, I do not like that, that rule. No, that one we both hate. That's not baseball. That's that's one step from a soccer goalie shootout, as far as I'm concerned. Um, Pitcher slash DH can stay in as a DH after leaving as a pitcher. That's basically the O'Tiley rule. Uh, and now with these, the pitcher and also DHing, and he leaves as the pitcher, he can still stay in there uh, hitting, which is uh, that, that's great because that's the fans come there to see him pitch and hit. And when you take him out as a pitcher, 
you, you get a whole lot of people leaving at that point because they know he's not going to hit anymore because he's out of the game. And now he can stay in. You're going to get to see him take a, another hack or, or, or two maybe. So that, that's definitely a good thing. Um, and the uh, NFL-style NFL playoffs, uh, as they move closer and closer to that, you talked about expanded playoffs. They're expanding a little play, this year. The play-in game is gone. Yeah. Yep. And that Top is two the best. Division that is winners. the best. Yep. Yes, I agree. Uh, so top two division winners get a bye, and the remaining four teams mix it up uh, in three-game wild card series. Not one and done. That is done, as you just said. Um, and then, the uh, unfortunately, the shift ban, uh, which I am definitely not a fan of. I am not a uh, fan will, of that either. That will be in 2023, the, uh, yeah. the official ban I, I hope, of the shift. I, I hope that gets looked at because – my feelings about the game are you have a pitcher and catcher. The other seven guys, put them wherever the hell you want. Exactly. Right? It, it, well, well even more charts. so to me. Yeah. You're paying Whatever me you to win baseball games. That's correct. I should be able to defend as best as, as I can so that I can have the best chance to win the baseball game. If you're going to say I can't defend over here – and the guy can hit it over there all he wants. That's not baseball anymore. That, that's a pinball right. machine. When you when you say I can't move, I can't move my guy over here, even though all the metrics and percentages say that the dude is more, much more likely to hit it over here than over there. But I can't stay on stand over here because over here happens to be on the other side of the second base bag, and we've decided that you can't do. We have to have an electrical fence like I'm a dog, and I can't. I'm not allowed to go over there. That's just that's so stupid to me. That's like I said, that's pinball. If you if you want guys to just stand there, um, and, and if the if the batter hits it in this hole, it's two points, and if he hits it in the other hole, it's three. It's a different game. It's a different sport. It's not really uh, baseball, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. No, I have a feeling there's going to be a whole lot of uh, shortstops. Let's say if it's a lefty standing right at the bag, and then as soon as the ball gets pitched, that guy's dead, dead sprinting <laughs> over to where I... he should have been. They they've been talking about that on some of these uh, uh, preseason or uh, yeah pre preseason pre preseason games pre uh, exhibition games yeah they've been speculating about hey what's the uh, what's the line going to be is it you have to stand there as the pitch is in the air can you start moving exactly. as soon as the pitch is in the air are we going to see men in motion like it's football how how is that going to work uh, <laughs> all of a sudden the ump throws a offside wait. defense. Ball starts, shortstop, number five. It's five an automatic ball. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Guys, you know, we, we, we said when the people were complaining about the shift, just hit the the, the, the batter needs to adjust. Exactly. Hit, hit the them ball where they ain't. They're not. You know, Anthony Rizzo was really good at that. If he saw somebody like overshifting him, shorten up and chop that thing the other way. You know, it, it does okay. work. You're going to give me all of third base? Okay, I'll take that. <laughs> Sometimes you'd see those guys turn that into doubles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that thing would just start rolling into the outfield and there's nobody there. I mean, you know, it's all part of the game. It's all part of the adjustment. So, yes, you and I, where, you know, sometimes we're – progressive and sometimes we're all get off my lawn i think we're a little more get off my lawn on that one let them play wherever they want to play i get fired if i lose games you're telling me that i can't put my defense where i'm more likely to win the game and then you're going to fire me anyway well what the fuck was i supposed to do 
that that's my thing. Ah, all right, we we've gone on long enough. Uh, and we'll start actually picking some of these divisions, even though we have no idea what these teams will look like uh, as, as halfway through the season. Like I said, this is mostly for for fun. We're just we're, we're talking baseball for two hours. That's that's the good part. That's the good thing about it. Um, so take our predictions uh, with a big big grain of salt. Uh, I'll try to get to the uh, BetMGM odds that I have up here for uh, World Series winners, division winners, uh, future odds. Uh, who do you want to short to get into the playoffs? Who do you want to bet? Um, I'll, hopefully I'll remember to get to all of those as we go along. So with that, let's start talking some baseball and breaking it down. And we, uh, our tradition in our preseason picks for football and baseball is to start with the division of the reigning defending champions. And that means this Correct. year we're starting in the National League East, home of the world champion Atlanta Braves. So, Jay, how do you see the NL East? Yeah, I don't predict records. Uh, I pretty much just do now. It's three wild cards this year, so at least this year I know how many wild cards are. We don't have to argue about like, <laughs> what, oh, is it one? Is it because we didn't know that? What the hell was going on? Uh, was it last year when they just added a wild card team? Like yeah, while you know we what? were doing, while we were Season's doing the about show, to begin tomorrow. Uh, we're gonna have another wild card team. Yeah, just just yeah. because. Um. Uh, so yeah, boy, you know what? You look at these teams. You look at these. You look at the depth charts, you look at the teams, you look at the, just the construction, you look at the lineups, you, oh, you look at so much stuff. And like you said, six weeks from now, it's all different. Guys are going to get hurt. Guys are going to get called up. You know, it, guys are going to be ineffective, you know. So, yeah. So you just try to look at it and you try to look into the crystal ball and you try to play it, play it out, right? You try to basically play a whole season in your mind, which is uh, it's not as easy as it seems like. We're just doing this for fun. You can't, you can't predict. Some of the stuff that's going to no, happen, you yeah. cannot possibly predict. Right. Like, who had the Braves last year to win it all? Really? Right. You know, or who had the Giants winning that division? Uh, not us. No. I don't, I don't know if anybody did. I mean, look where the Padres finished. Oh, my God. Yeah. Everybody loved the Padres last year. Would they finish seven games under? Hard to predict. It was not pretty. That's all I know. So that's like you said, yeah, take it all with a game of salt. No, four games under last year, but still under 500 for a team we thought was going to win 100 games. Right. Uh, and at least uh, I'm going to go in this order. Phillies, Mets, Marlins, Braves, Nats. I don't think we're going to agree. You have the Natinals? Is that last? last. Yes. Oh, you're going up. See, I thought you were going five to one, and I was about to wait no, a I damn went, minute. No, I went one to five. <laughs> Phillies, Mets, Marlins, Braves, Nats. Gotcha. All right. Um, and I'm going uh, five to one. Uh, well, you did one to five. I guess I should do that, too, So to, to make it less confusing. Uh, Braves to repeat for me as division champs. Uh, Marlins, Mets, Phillies, Nats. And I will be happy to uh, select two of my wildcard teams from the National League East, both oh. the Marlins and the Mets. You, you know, the Marlins are interesting. Um, I have them in third. You have them second? Yes. Yeah, the, the Marlins to me, especially when you look at that, that lineup construction, uh, it, it's very, very raised constructed. It's like they're trying to copy – Tampa, you know, they, they've got a, let's just, let's just get guys, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just, 
it's 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 just a roster of guys. That's the way. It's not like it's it's stars. Because you know, the Rays don't do it that way either, right? There's no superstars on that team. And you look at this this Marlins lineup, one through nine, and it it's just a whole lot of it. It's just some dudes, you know, dudes who've been around, guys who've been cast off, and and, and overall fairly good at baseball. Um, a very interesting team. So I, I mean, that's why I have the Marlins third. Um, their their rotation is nice. They have one of the better rotations. I just, I wonder about that patched together offense with them. It really with is. Arm, just, it's, it's dudes. But it with is. good arms. With arms like that, you all, that's all you need to do is patch together an offense. You're going to win. They're going to win a lot of games three to two. That's why I picked them to win the wild card. Okay. That's fair enough. I have them just on the outside. Um, you know, and that means, so you had them second or third. I have them second. I, I think that's a okay. for for them. It's a when I say massive talent influx for for the Miami standards of the you know for the standards of the the former Florida Marlins. Yeah, that's a massive uh, talent. Uh, Jorge Soler, Joey mm-hmm. Wendell, an All Star, Avi Garcia. Uh, they're not Hall of Famers. They're not Hofers, but they're solid. They're they're solid vets. And Miami usually doesn't add a whole lot of really solid vets. Uh, so they, they did that, um, and they can beat anyone with that rotation. Uh, so that's why I'm, that's what I'm really basing it more on is when you talk about Sandy Alcantara and Pablo Lopez and Trevor yeah. Rogers, and they just got arms coming out of their, their behinds. And uh, I, I really like the way they're, they, they put their team together because you don't need superstar studs when you have uh, great pitching and great arms like that. No, and where I will give them credit, even though, like I said, they put together a bunch of guys, they're not old. You know, these aren't, you know, the oldest uh, starting regular, uh, they don't have a starting regular, uh, one guy is over 32 years old, and that's their catcher. Right. Um, yep. Everybody else is under 32, so it's not like they went out and just signed also Rans, right? They didn't sign a bunch of 37-year-olds who everybody's like, oh, that guy's a name, you know? <laughs> You know, so, no, I give, yeah, every, we know, we know who Jorge Soler and Avi Garcia and, and, and I remember Jesus Aguiar up here, <laughs> um, you know, playing first base. Uh, he, he can hit. I mean, he, he's got he power. Home runs. He's got power. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely a roster of guys. I, I will say that. And and I did not, I didn't feel like in years past where it was easy to, to drop them at the bottom. I believe we both have. Uh, the Natnals finishing last, so we don't need to spend a lot of time on them. They're they're going to be pretty bad. I don't think they're going to be world, A's bad, but they're going to be pretty bad. That World Series is a faint memory, isn't it? Ah, uh, yeah, Already. yeah. It was two years ago, it already feels like twenty years ago. You know, and, and that's it's not a. When you look at it on paper, it's not a terrible team, right? I mean, they've got some. There's some star power there. You know, we talk about guys that you sign in old guys. How about Nelson Cruz? Yeah. (laughs) Right. Well, there you go. The National League gets to DH and immediately he's got, you know, 15, 16 more teams that might uh, be interested in hiring him. And right. You think about these guys whose careers are going to be extended now Mm -hmm. because of this universal DH. We just opened up 15 more um, starting spots for, for the, for these old guys. How about Cardinals DH Albert Pujols, huh? Oh man, that that 
Yeah, he went back home. Yeah, who retires nice first this season, him or Miggy? Him or Press? Toss up. Who quits yeah. first? <laughs> Who quits first? <laughs> That's a tough uh, one, isn't it? It is. Uh, I think they're both so prideful. I think they're both going to go to the end, even though they have like nothing left. Ah, uh, so you have uh, who'd you have at the top? You have the Braves repeating. So you, you like you like the Braves uh, to, to to sort of recapture the magic, huh? That is the popular pick, by the way. Uh, it is, yeah. The uh, let's see. Uh, Futures and the odds. I think the Braves yeah, were indeed the, uh, the 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 favorite still uh, in the NL East. Uh, Braves plus one twenty, uh, followed closely by the Mets plus two hundred, Phillies plus three fifty, and then the Marlins the plus Phillies. Well, yeah. Or <laughs> if you really love the Marlins, plus fourteen hundred on them. Uh, the wow. Yeah, yeah but in the poor Nats- Nationals plus four thousand. That that's not gonna happen um yeah uh you know the heart and soul freddie freeman uh, goes hollywood he goes to la but they reload matt olson is in there ronald acuna gets going uh sometime in may um he's you know still not ready but it's not going to be too long i don't believe rising stars all around you know uh i don't know if you remember our uh mock draft uh for getting ready for the uh our fantasy draft last year where we went around on Zoom just to test it out, just to see how right. it would go. So Kamish asked me, "Okay, uh, it's your 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 turn, uh, Dre, and uh, why don't you know we were nominating all these stars and guys, you know, right. all of famers, just you know having fun." And he gives me the test. Uh, why don't you throw out a name that no one's really heard of, so we can get a test of like the guys that are out immediately and they turn off their cameras and you get all these dark screens and there's only a few people. Uh, still bidding. We, we wanted to test out how that would go. So the, he says, random National Leaguer, because we're trying to avoid using American League guys because we didn't want to give away any strategies because we right. are, if, for those who aren't aware, this fantasy league that we're participating in this weekend in Chicago is American League players only. Right. And so everybody he, is looking for an edge over everybody else at any yeah, given moment. So we're, we're trying to avoid giving away any kind of strategies of who we love, anything like that. So he gives me the task to throw out somebody, some national leaguer that no one has really heard of or really knows. And then uh, let's see how that works. And so I go, okay. And I just completely pull out of my ass. And I said, let's see, my random national leaguer that nobody knows that I'll nominate is Atlanta Braves third baseman, Austin Riley, $1. And all the screens start going black. Like, who? Yeah. I never heard of it. I don't know who that is. No one heard of Austin Riley before last year, and now 39 homers and 90-whatever uh, RBIs later. And, uh, and, yes, I did draft him this year in my league. Um, Austin Riley, all-star and, and possible MVP and stalwart of the, of the Atlanta Braves all of a sudden. So I really pulled out a guy uh, that went on to uh, have a, a great season and really established himself that nobody knew before last year. So I was very, very – Happy to see that. I'm very proud of that. Yeah, he's he's still there. Uh, like I said, they reloaded after losing uh, Freeman. Uh, get those arms going, those young arms that are uh, – they're, they're, it's not, you know, the greatest group of young arms, but it's really good. There's some really – Max Fried is, is, is very good. I've always been a fan of his. Uh, they've got the old man, Charlie Morton, uh, still throwing down, and he's – He's still good. He's still really good, despite being uh, 38 years old, I believe. Yeah. Um, still very effective. 
Um, and then at closer, uh, you, you get an all timer. You get you get Kenley John, uh, Kenley Jansen comes over from the Dodgers. You lose Freddie Freeman to the Dodgers, uh, but Kenley Jansen comes back. So they they upgrade that role right there. And I, I think that was a, a really you know not a sneaky move, but something that's probably going to go overlooked. You're not going to think about it until you get to the ninth inning. You go, oh shit, they got Kenley Jansen out there closing this down. Um, I think that makes a big difference. So. Yeah, a lot of a lot of close wins. I don't know if they're going to blow out a whole lot of people, but that, that's still a, a, a very solid lineup. Uh, Ozzy Albies can't stop hitting; he's just been so consistent. Um, and they, you know, like I said, Acuna coming back is really huge. I think that's going to um, it's a it's a testament to how great they are that they won the title without Acuna, who hurt yeah. himself, you know, last year uh, and missed that entire stretch run in the playoffs. Um, and they won even without him. And now they get him back. I think that's going to be huge. All right. So you're, you are all on with the Braves. I have them sliding. Uh, I Sometimes uh, you got to go with the gut. And the gut tells me that that was uh, a bit of a flash in the pan. You know, I've got, I got that feeling about them. And I got that feeling last year about the Giants. Um, like, well, this isn't sustainable. You know, they sustained it all the way to 107 wins and then disappeared. Yeah, where the Braves, the Braves more kind of came on late. I think the Braves also took advantage of the stumbling of these other teams, especially like the Phillies and the these teams that were supposed to be good and just weren't. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, and the Braves ended up actually uh, winning that division. You know, they had 88 wins win the division um, in when you were supposed to just be getting like run out of the building by some of these other teams, and it didn't happen. So. I just I see them sliding. I think it's going to be really competitive. I don't think they slide to 20 games under 500. I think that top four in that division. They, I think August 1st we we don't we won't have a very clear picture of who's going to win that division. I think you're going to have the Braves, the Phillies, and the Mets all kind of hanging around with the Marlins just like right there, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know you never know. The trade dead. So many things that you know <laughs> happen late. You know baseball. We, we, we always lament football not having the action that baseball has because baseball has by far the best trade deadline because they have Definitely. it so late. Um, and, and how much of that can shake up. But I just, I just boy, something, something never sat right to me. I liked the story last year about the Braves, and I liked the way they did it. Um, but I don't see them sustaining it. So I went with the Phillies, who that's a bit of a post-hype pick. Uh, now, right? It, you yeah. know, it was cool to it was cool to pick the Phillies two or three years ago. Uh, sometimes those things they take a little while to work out. They don't have a they don't have a bad rotation. It's a little questionable at the at the at the at the back end. We'll see um, of the rotation. I mean, and then you know they get they they've got Corey Knable now who's supposed to be their closer. Uh, can he stay healthy? That's always his problem. That's the big question. That's the question. Um, but the lineup's loaded. Uh, you know, they, they signed Schwarber. They got Nick Castellanos. Who, he's a, just a professional hitter. I don't I don't know how that guy every year gets these contracts. Like, well, the last one, he left the Cubs, and he got like a two-year, $16 million deal. And the guy just shows up, and he just hits. That's all he does. Yeah. He just hits. You know, he's he's one of the just – he's not going to hit – he's not going to wow you with the long ball. But man, it's just like everything he hits, he hits it hard. It's, it's like a double in the gap every time. You, you need a double in the gap, and you, you got 
you got to pick one guy to get you a double in the gap in, in the bigs. You're, 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 Nick Castellanos is a good bet to be that guy because he's just he's just a pro hitter. I like him added right in the middle of that lineup. And uh, I went with the Phillies. We both have the Mets second. I had the Mets third behind third. Okay. Uh, Miami. But you have them in the playoffs. I have New York as uh, as a second wild card team. Okay. I do. So you and I both have the Mets in the playoffs, um, which is normally a function. The reason I put the Mets in, but I was just so questionable on them, is I like that starting rotation. I, I, I worry about the health of that starting rotation too, right? We don't know about Scherzer. Carrasco's been beat up in the past. Uh, they're slotting Taiwan Walker as the fifth right now. Any season that you get 100 innings plus out of Taiwan Walker is like a miracle. You're going to get 100 solid innings. <laughs> Just don't know when they're going to come right. or how many extras you're going to get. Right. Last year he pitched uh, 159 innings. That was the first time he'd gone over 100 innings since 2017. It's a long time. So. Uh, and he's already hurt. Yeah, that's what I mean. He's already questionable, so. But there's just yeah the the Mets are also that that's a very good offense um, and that division I think that division's just going to beat up on each other a lot. Yeah, I agree with that. That's that's one uh, of those where there's just a just it's a slugfest between three or four teams and uh, those are going to be some fun series in the East, which hasn't been that much fun to talk about for a while. Well, they 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 all spent the money and they're, they're making themselves uh, worthy yeah. to talk about. You talk about. Uh, the Mets with Lindor uh, in his in his second year, uh, they had Starling Marte, who I've always been a big fan of. Um, but you already said it. Pitchers are always hurt for the Mets. They are yeah. uh, they got the worst pitching luck. Uh, Degrom is man. They don't know when he's going to be able to to go. And he was otherworldly last year before he hurt himself. When right. We, you know, fantasy heads like us, we know when we see a guy with a whip under one that that's a special pitcher. His whip last year was like point five. It was so his stupid. last year. His ERA was almost <laughs> under one. <laughs> he could you couldn't touch him at all. He was on pace to have like an all time season yeah. uh, before going down, and now he's already uh, down again. The offense is mighty for the Mets. I, I would have. Uh, you know, I definitely thought about them uh, to to win the whole division, but the pitching always uh, always an issue with them. So definitely got to watch out for them. Um, I could have flipped them with the uh, Phillies when I have the Philly when I say I have the Phillies fourth. I don't hate the the Phillies at all. That lineup might be uh, as loaded as the Mets and the Braves in Miami, maybe more so. Uh, I just think they're missing a little something pitching wise. Uh, you talked about how light that the uh, Three, four, five for their yeah, rotation. Yeah, the back end be. of their rotation is a little, little iffy. Yep, I, I definitely when you're agree that with loaded, that. Though, when you're that loaded, you're going to make trades. That's what you just cannot account for. Sure, exactly. Who knows what's going to happen by the time the, right. the deadline comes around? Uh, odds for uh, whether you want to short the team to make the playoffs uh, or go long with them. Let's see. We have Marlins at plus two fifty to just make the playoffs and minus 300 not to. That seems like a, a bet that might be uh, interesting to throw some ducats on for them. The Mets are minus 225 to make it and plus 185 to miss it. Phillies are minus 130 to make it and plus 100 to miss the playoffs. So pretty even right there. Um, and we're looking at the uh, oh, the Nationals. Oh, boy. 
plus seven fifty to to make it and and minus twelve hundred not to make the playoffs. So it's, it's a big time situation. If you want to short them, you got to throw down twelve hundred just to make a hundred. Uh, if you Man. don't believe in the Nationals, so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> Uh, and the Braves pretty big favorite to make it back, minus 300 and plus 230 not to make it. So that is your NL East. And from there, your Cubbies in the National League Central. What do you think about the NL Central? Uh, yeah, not much has changed for me in the Central. Um, I think last year I was Cardinals, Brewers, Reds, Cubs, Pirates. Uh, I've, just, I've got two flips. I've, I'm, this year I'm going Brewers, Cardinals, Cubs, Reds, Pirates. First to last, okay. and not close. I think that the Brewers are the only team I have coming out of that division. Um, I don't. Cardinals were such a letdown last year. I have no idea what the hell they're doing. I think the Cubs will be now that they've blown everything up, and you've kind of seen what they are. I think they'll be marginally more competitive than they were at stretches last year, but still pretty bad. Uh, the Reds are just one of the worst run organizations in baseball, so they're just <laughs> they're on their way down. And the Pirates are just gonna Pirates gonna Pirate. Oh, oh those Pirates! God, they're 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 bad. Um, I'm going to believe in the Cardinals again. I'm going to trust them to. Uh... I tried last year. <laughs> yeah. I tried. I'm going to trust them to come out on top again. Um, followed by the Reds, then the Brewers, then the Cubs, and then the Pirates. Uh, so we definitely agree on the Pirates being last. Only excitement there is which young players will flash and become future Yankees. Yeah, <laughs> that's about right. Um, and uh, you had the you had the Cubs fourth as well. No, I had them third. I had the Reds uh, backsliding some. Ah. That Reds fire sale that that can't be that can't be fun to be on that team. You know, with all the with all the pieces that they jettisoned and I have a feeling that they're not done. So that's what I, I think that the Reds will probably be the third place team, but about deadline time and then August and September um, after they they've traded away their, their valuable pieces or anybody who's, you know, shown flashes and, and then they sort of, they sort of slip into that, 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 that third, fourth gap between Cubs and the Reds isn't going to be a huge one. I think it's going to be that the Cubs are going to be that much better than the Reds. I think it's just going to be that's where it's going to shake up at the end. Yeah. Um, I guess I'm believing a little more in the Reds. Uh, they, they did get rid of a lot of pieces, but they still have some good young talent. They got the rookie of the year, Jonathan India. I kept waiting for him to sort of cool off last year after he started. Hi, he, he never cooled off. He just kept playing well. So they got a real good piece at second. Uh, Joey Votto, the ageless one, at first, uh, if he's figured out how to avoid slow starts, that would really be nice because his deal was always uh, the first yeah. two months of the year he was just terrible. So I think he might be a little better than normal. They they might surprise. That, that's a lineup that might surprise you. And you talk about uh, Mike Mustakas and Nick mm-hmm. Senzel showed flashes and uh, yeah, they, they, there's some there's some talent there. Um, young pitching, I think, is what probably uh, interests me most about Cincinnati. They they got all kinds of potential. When you talk about the kid Hunter Green, they're going to give him uh, the the start the start the season, the fourth start. Uh, another kid, right, River San Martin. Uh, they they got some mm-hmm. young guys, Vladimir Gutierrez, uh, and and Nick Lodo. Lodolo looked pretty decent in, in spring as well. So they, they got some arms. They, they got some talent there. So that's what I'm looking for with Cincinnati to sort of hang around, uh, to do a little better than people think. 
Yeah, I, I don't trust their bullpen at all right now. They're, they have five guys listed as their closer right now. Mm, five guys. Yeah, that means, you know what it means? If you have five guys closing ball games for you, yeah. it means you don't have a closer. Yeah, I, I know. Uh, yeah. Now <laughs> um, I'm hungry. I guess, yeah. Uh, I got the Brewers uh, winning the division reluctantly. It, it hurts to say it. You know, I don't like saying it. I know. You, uh, you I haven't have believed not, in the Brewers I, for a long I time. I haven't. I, well, I don't believe in their manager. I, I think that's usually <laughs> what does them uh, in. Their bullpen, we talk about what we just said about the Reds' bullpen, say the exact right. opposite about yeah. the uh, about that Brewers' bullpen. Because they have three straight-up closers, but they all have a role. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, Hayter, Williams, and then they've got Boxberger. All three of those guys have top-tier, you know, stuff or closing experience. But Williams doesn't have the closing experience. And it, it, there was there were rumors all off season that the, uh, the, the Brewers were going to try to part with Hayter um, because they felt so comfortable giving the job over to one of these other guys. But keeping that thing together – the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning, yeah. So the Brewers are doing the the Royals thing, you know, when the Royals won the World Series. Like if you just get that, keep the lead after six, and right. you're probably going to win the game. And they have the offense to get the leads. It's again, it's a collection. Um, it's not. I mean, you know, Christian Yelich has not been himself um, the last few seasons, but it's, they just seem like they get contributions from just they 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 signed Willie Adamas off the scrap heap. Yeah, he was and a spark. He, and now he's a, like, he's now, he's, he's a folk hero now. Same with the Rowdy Telez. <laughs> it's like, they just, they just get these guys. Um, and, and, you know, and, and, and Craig Council is going to get himself the reputation as being one of the better uh, regular season managers. Um, I think he overworks his bullpen and that usually comes back to bite him in the ass come postseason time. But, um, their pitching staff is clearly their strength. And uh, while I do have some doubts about the long-term star potential of Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff, uh, they can't knock what they did last year. Can't say shit about him after last year. Can't, can't say anything about last season, but wow, where did that come from? <laughs> uh, and Freddie Baralta behind them is a number three. Like, yeah, that, so that I, I, can under- is, I can oof. understand if maybe you – held that a little bit against them like that maybe that's almost like a show me pick like i want to see that again uh it, that's all about the offense to me i don't believe in the, in that offense uh, in milwaukee that's why i got them third they desperately need yellage to scrappy I'll, I'll tell you that it's it's a scrappy offense uh, everything turns around if yellage remembers who he is and comes back to that mvp form that mm-hmm. he's really the glue there if he doesn't he then jason hayward he thinks that rolling over weekly to second base is how you're supposed to hit. No, that's not how you won MVP, Christian. Not at all. Because um, when he's not doing that, now you, you're relying on, you know, Colton Wong and uh, mm-hmm. Lorenzo Cain. And, guy. Uh, they signed, <laughs> guy. They, guys. They, they signed Andrew McCutcheon uh, over the Austin. Can you smell the Ben Gay in that locker room? You got Cain, you got McCutcheon. You <laughs> you got, remember what we were some, talking about with there. the uh, Marlins? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guys. Guys, um, Hunter <laughs> Renfro was somehow, bashing though, his way somehow, in there. I don't know what what it is with that team. Those some guy is going to come up and hit a three run homer for them right when they need <laughs> it. it. It's just I don't I don't get it. I watch it 
Was I happy Ace to see Peterson? it? I live in- Guys. <laughs> so. uh, look, the rotation, uh, that top three is, is a killer trio. So they could absolutely uh, come through and, and do a lot better than I think they will. But I don't. I just don't like the lineup. That's, that's, that doesn't Not fair. draw any confidence out of me. The Cardinals... Uh, that I'm going with number one again. That they're yeah. gonna get it. They're gonna get a couple of walk-off base hits or home runs from Yachty in his last year, and from Pujols. It's just gonna happen. It's sure. maybe it's a romantic pick, but it, it's gonna be a summer of love in St. Louis. They're gonna shower those guys all year long. They're gonna give them big, long-standing ovations. It's gonna be kisses blown. It's gonna be uh, babies <laughs> thrown in the air. It's just gonna be a big party in St. Louis all year long and it's going to be emotional and that that's not why necessarily I got them at the top. I, I think that lineup can be sick. Uh, they, I think they can put together some real runs. Uh, when you talk about uh, Arenado, that's another one of those guys that he leaves Colorado, just like Trevor story. We'll talk about him uh, in Texas. They leave Colorado and everyone, the first thing they say, and it's correct is boy, their numbers are not going to be anywhere near as good as in Colorado. You know what? No, they're not. Still damn good baseball players. Nolan Arenado is still a damn good mm-hmm. baseball player. Paul Goldschmidt is a damn good baseball player. Uh, the young guys that I you know, have a, a vested interest in seeing him come up down here in Memphis, when you talk about uh, Tommy Edmond and Tyler O'Neill and Dylan Carlson, these guys are uh, putting it together all at the same time. Uh, I, I think they got something. I really think they got a nice core down there. Uh, Paul DeYoung, the, the power-hitting shortstop, um, and then, of course, the pitching. Obviously, I'm uh, believing in Jack Flaherty to come back and, and put together a solid four months or maybe even five months, depending on when he comes back. Uh, the old man, Adam Wainwright, Stephen Matz, the former Met, can can get it done from the left side. They, they got some decent arms. Uh, I don't know what they're going to wind up doing with uh, Alex Reyes whenever he comes back. I don't That's know what boy. they're going to do. That's my guy. Uh, he's hurt, unfortunately. I don't know what they're going to do with the returning. No. Yeah, I know. That's stunning. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with Jordan Hicks, who's making his way back, but those are some special arms when you talk about guys coming out of the bullpen throwing, you know, 99, 100, 101, and moving. Uh, that's that's some dangerous shit. And they're, they're not even the closers right now. They're having uh, Giovanni Gallegos close. But if he falters, they, they got back up. So they're, they're deep in the bullpen. Uh, the lineup can be very uh, dangerous. And, yeah, I'm, I'm going to believe in the Cardinals one more time. <laughs> I'm not going to go too deep into talking about my Cubs because we talk about our, our home teams all year. Um, th- th- they're going to be uh, fun bad, I guess I could call them. They're, they're going to be they're going to be scrappy. Um, I, I don't think they're going to be what they were when they were ripping off 14-game losing streaks like it was nothing last season, uh, which I think they did ten they did multiple 10-game losing streaks last season. It was embarrassing. Um, but I, you know, a lot of it, they, they were doing some of that with the good players too. I mean, some of those losing streaks they went through before they traded off all their best pieces. Um, you know, it, it's obviously it, it, it's a it's a running rebuild. You know, they're not they're not very talent rich in the farm. Some of the pieces that they traded for, you know, some of these young guys like Madrigal, you know, uh, some of these guys who've come up. Out of nowhere, last year we saw uh, you know, Patrick Wisdom. We saw the quad A hero Frank Schwindel <laughs> have a second half of the ages. He was the best hitter in baseball after the All Star break last year. If you did, there's a tidbit for you, huh? Um, you believe in that? 
Uh, no. Do that again? He's a oh. quad A player. Uh, <laughs> a 27-year-old rookie when he broke in with the Royals. Uh, now he's pushing 30, so we'll see. Maybe maybe he's just one of these late bloomers. Maybe he's a Casey Blake type, right? Uh, maybe. Casey Blake um, was, what, a 29-year-old rookie, and he had himself a nice five-year run. Mm-hmm. So uh, maybe, yeah, that's, maybe, maybe that's Frank Schwindel. No, I, the Cubs are probably a 70-75 win team. Yeah, I, I watched a lot of Frank Schwindel down here in Memphis, and I watched a lot of Patrick Wisdom, yeah. and I'm not believing in either one of them. <laughs> no. But they they got the playing time and uh, they put up numbers last year. There was no yeah, denying the results. Good for them. So sometimes you come up in a situation like that where you're forced into playing time because you're on a team and nobody believes in you and you get you get comfortable seeing that big league pitching. There was no pressure on any of these guys to perform, and I don't think there's any pressure on these guys to perform this year. Obviously, they go out and they sign. Uh, say a Suzuki, so everybody's going to be interested. That's going to be sort of like the attraction to see if uh, he's going to be, uh, is he going to be uh, Hideki Matsui or is he going to be Kosuke Fukudome? Mm. Uh, I, I hope he's not uh, Fukudome. Hopefully he's for, more for Matsui. Than, yeah. 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 You know, I don't know how the, I don't know how the Rickets did it. They're so poor. They they let go of all their I stars know. last year. But Jeez, that how, where did they find the money? Falling apart. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. The slums of Wrigley Field. Well, they probably put something else up on the foul pole and got the money for it. Oh, another sponsor? <laughs> oh, man. Sponsored by Chick-fil-A. They sold a Ford Giordano's pizzas. So. Right. Uh, that's the Central. Yep, that's the Central. Uh, oh, the Pirates Brewer- And the Pirates are. Uh, Brewers are the favorites. They agree with you. The odds makers ah. do at BetMGM. They are minus 175 to win the Central, followed by the Cards at plus 230, and then a steep fall downhill. Cubs plus 1,100, Reds plus 1,600, Pirates plus 5,000. Oh, so the odds makers actually went my order. Uh, they did. Okay. I thought I was being edgy. <laughs> we always think that, and then it turns out not so much. Hey, but so uh, far we don't agree on everything. Uh, that's true. That's good. This is actually um, to, different. Yes. Uh, to make the playoffs, Brewers minus 250, the big favorite there, plus 200 to miss the playoffs. Uh, Cardinals, pretty uh, – I don't think I've ever seen it this even. Minus 110 on both sides. Uh, you can't wow. get more okay. even than that. Uh, Cubs, big underdogs, uh, plus 550 to make the playoffs, minus 750 if you want to short the Cubs. Um, and then the Pirates are probably even way worse than that. Plus 1500 for the Pirates to make the playoffs, and you have to lay $5,000 to win 100 if you want to take the Pirates to not make the playoffs. You know playoffs. what? I don't need $100 <laughs> that bad. That's a, that's a lot of money uh, to, to to go with that. Um, and then the Reds are plus 425 to make a playoff run and minus 600 uh, to miss it. I, I don't I don't want to say definitely bet the Reds, uh, the blanket at plus 425, but I think that's a decent value. Uh, you throw a couple ducats on that, perhaps. Uh, I, I don't think that's too bad. Yeah, the Reds are. Uh, well, on to... The National League West. How do you see the uh, the West breaking down? 
Uh, yeah, this one is probably the, one of the ones I looked at the most. I kind of I was like, eh, eh, eh. you know, I, I, last year I had the Padre love, and man, they couldn't have been more of a letdown. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Giants just that that was just that was charmed. I'm sorry, it was that 107 games. They just couldn't lose. And, the, and you're watching. I'm watching that Giants team. I'm like, they're not that good. But I, I digress. I, I felt the same way. Uh, I'm going Dodgers, Giants, Padres, D-backs. Rockies. That's my order. Uh, all the way up to the bottom, we were the same. Uh, I've got Rockies fourth and D-backs fifth. Uh, yeah, other yeah. Than that, <laughs> Kumbaya. Yeah. Um, as much as I wanted to move the Padres up, too many question marks. Uh, was it Tatis is hurt? Yep. Right? Um, the pitching is hurt. You know, Clevenger's hurt. And, and, and I don't know. They just they had that snake bit kind of feel. To me, um, the Dodgers, yeah, the Dodgers lost some guys, but man, they added some guys too. Um, they rebuilt. They did. Uh, you know, yeah, you don't rebuild, you reload, I believe, when right. you're uh, <laughs> as, the, as good as the Dodgers are. There's no rebuild here. Uh, right. They had Freddie Freeman, you know, one of the one of the best left-handed bats in the league. Um, they had him. Uh, they lose Kenley Jansen and then trade for Craig Kimbrell. They just trade AJ Pollock. Oh, we don't need him. Yeah, we you know got, got so many and, bats. And not only going to get Kimbrel, but giving Kimbrel that ninth inning spot. Kimbrel was being wasted in Chicago. He can't pitch anything but the ninth inning. Yes, and, and the White Sox never figured that out. Oh yes, they did. <laughs> well, they figured it out. They figured it out the hard way. Well, they figured it out when they made that trade. They did figure mm-hmm. that out when they made that trade. That it was not going to be there was not going to be peaceful coexistence. Uh, if Liam Hendricks is your ninth inning guy and you're going to have Craig Kimball out there throwing gasoline on a fire in the eighth, don't do it. Um, and they, no, they made the right move. Dodgers. That's one of those moves where both teams they, both teams win, right? White I Sox so. get a experienced, uh, you know, good hitting out outfielder, and the Dodgers get their Kenley Jansen replacement. So that that that's. That's some shrewd baseball. So you, you can't uh, you can't beat that. You know you know what I like about when I look at the ro- uh, the roster, especially with the Dodgers, and I look at their their pitching rotation. Right, their top four guys all homegrown. That is what gives you the ability to go and make all of these great deals for all of these offensive guys. It's the opposite Cubs strategy, which was to load up on all the homegrown position players and then fill in pitching in free agency. But the Dodgers have it, and, you know, Bueller and Kershaw, you're, yeah, the Dodgers are going to win that division. They're, they're, that, that lineup is just ridiculous. Yes. Uh, death taxes and the Dodgers winning the division is pretty much uh, a given. Yeah. Uh, they wanted to fortify the top of that rotation. Imagine if Trevor Bauer wasn't rapey and, and assaulting them <laughs> and, and was slotted in uh, number two or three in that oh. That would be one of the sickest rotations in baseball, maybe the sickest. Uh, but uh, unfortunately for him, he's uh, suspended indefinitely. And he's maybe, on uh, Deshaun Watson leave, right? He's doing he's pretty doing much. Desk, just, he's got desk desk duty. Yeah, the league is looking at him and say, you know what, go sit in a corner, and when we decide to come get you and let you participate again, we'll we'll let you know. But until we decide that, go go sit over there and 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 think about what you've done. That's basically what they're doing with him. Yeah, they 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 win a shit ton of games. They replace kind of one 
kind of almost shaky closer. And, and I love Kenley Jansen, but he had some moments last year was like, uh, is he falling apart? Is this the end? Uh, and he and he rebounded and got himself back on. And then they bring in a, kind of another shaky kind of closer in Kimbrel. Like you said, he's great when he actually is the closer, but when he's not, eh, it's like, oh, uh, I don't know about him. But they, they're definitely doing the right thing by uh, telling him you got the ninth and just concentrate on that because we, we know you're no good otherwise. So that's about all you right. can do with them. And there's guys um, behind them who will – yeah. there's closer quality guys behind them in case he yeah. falters. Yes, that, that pin is, is mighty. It's absolutely a big key of why they're so uh, dangerous is because if he falters, then you still got Blake Trinan back there as the fireman, and you still got Bruiser Gratterall, who they clearly don't trust. You know who uh, Bruiser Gratterall reminds me of? You remember Jabba? Remember Yankees oh, yeah. bringing Jabba yeah. Chamberlain as the closer and waiting for the longest behind Mariano Rivera, and he, he never got there. They they kept trying, but he just never – you know, Jabba rules. Yeah, some guys, you know, you, you you got the the fire in your arm and you got the ninety eight mile an hour fastball, but you don't, if you don't know where it's going, that it doesn't do you any good. And so Gratterall, he's he's on that watch right now. I don't know if he's going to be the next Jabba where he doesn't ever really uh, put it all together, but he's he's on that watch for now. But can't deny that is you know it's a big time arm out there. Um, yeah, the, the oh, who is uh, who is the kid that the Tigers had the same problem with? Matt Anderson. That's another one that just closer in waiting forever. They're, they're still waiting for Matt Anderson to develop and, and bring that hundred mile an hour fastball. He's the big problem with that hundred mile an hour fastball. He doesn't know where it's going. Yeah, there was a uh, there was another one with uh, I think it was the Tigers, and they just kept trying to run out. Uh, boy, he's just, he just there was this guy. He was always their closer of the future. Oh, Joe Jimenez. Yeah, yeah. He was their yeah, closer, same thing. closer of the future. Yeah, 100 miles an hour, and big problem. Yes. You you don't know where it's going, and that's and uh, kind of hard to. That's his problem. <laughs> kind of hard to be the closer of the future when you have no idea where the ball is going when you let it go. Right. Um, so, yeah, Dodgers clearly, number one, we agree with the uh, Giants in number two. They're not flashy. They're not spectacular. They're just solid. They but they're not winning in, 107 games again. I'm not saying what they are and aren't going to do because how the hell do I know? They very <laughs> I, well I might. Say it. I'm, because it's our, you know, it's our show, we can be as definitive as we want because nobody's going to remember any of this. Right. No Carlos Rodon's going to fall apart, right? That's oh. a big sign. <laughs> you got him falling apart? What in Carlos Rodon's track record says he's going to stay healthy? Uh well, fall apart. See, I think you. I thought you were going with. No, I meant physically very fall good. apart. No, ah. I meant physically fall apart. There's a very good chance he physically may fall apart. He definitely <laughs> has trouble staying on the field. Um, but he did it last year. Maybe, maybe he finally uh, grew into yeah. it. Maybe you know, it didn't, you never, you never know. But it's if he does stay healthy, he's a perfect compliment to Logan Webb. They bring him right in to slide in as number two. They can win a, a hundred games again. I'm not saying they will. Um, I am yeah. making them my uh, my third wild card team in the National League. I, I am oh, okay. making the Giants that. Uh, um, let me see. I too have the uh, Giants as a wild card team, and I also have the Padres. So I've I've got the Mets, oh, okay. the Giants, and the Padres as my one because I don't have a wild card out of the Central. Right, and neither, and neither do I. Problem with the Central is even though the Brewers probably win it, they probably win it at ninety one. You know, the, 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 nobody ever seems to win the central. Even if they run away with it, it's the they win by default. Yeah, you don't see a lot of hundred win teams in the uh, in the no. central. If 
like how the, it's like the White Sox this year. They're just going to win the Central by default. Well, they they might win a hundred because they're loaded, but we'll they, might. they might. They might because yeah, because everybody else in that division might lose a hundred. Uh, well, before you uh, say why you have the Padres as a wild card, let me just say why I, I don't. I, I can't. I can't trust them. There's no bigger mystery in baseball I, than I, Fernando Tatis. Uh, yeah. He he didn't he didn't want surgery for that shoulder that popped out 18 times last year. Right. Uh, so that's already a mystery. Then he's out with the he's not out because of that right now. He's out with a broken wrist that he got from uh, throwing his motorcycle on the ground. Uh, so they live or die with him, and right now they're dying because he can't uh, manage to stay on the field. And so, no, right. I can't trust the Padres. No, I mean they, they get half a. He's just such a talent. You can get half of a decent season out of him. I like that rotation. I like you, Darvish. I like Joe Musgrove. I, Oakland doesn't know what the hell. Well, I, Oakland knows what they're doing. Um, it's not winning ball yeah. games. And they trade Sean Manaya, their best starter. I mean, so the Padres could pitch. Uh, even without Tatis, they can hit. It's not a great bullpen, but it's a deep bullpen. So, yeah, I, I don't have – I mean, the, the Padres, to me, are the definition of just – they're just solid. They're a solid team. Um, I don't think they fall flat on their face, though, like they did last year. Sometimes teams do that, and then they kind of turn around and learn from it. Um, no way that that team's four games under five hundred again. Yeah, I, I don't know. It could but... happen. I mean, it, yeah. that's way too loaded up. That happens to them again, and they're the Mariners. Ooh, you don't want to be the Mariners. You don't want to be the Mariners. Um, only thing I want to say about Colorado is Chris Bryant going there can put up Todd Helton numbers in that stadium, and don't you dare tell me Chris Bryant is not as good a hitter as Todd Helton. And Todd Helton put up Holford uh, numbers, basically. Um, so I'm, I'm – Scared as hell of, of what Chris Bryant might do. I really wanted to draft him in fantasy, but somebody snatched him like in the third round or something. Uh, so, but that could be a, a huge signing for them. I, I'm going to take them over Arizona. You know, obviously the lack of pitching. Uh, there's always a downfall yeah, for the Rockies. Yeah, yeah. You never um, know how good any of these guys are, right? I mean, you yeah. can always take them. You can always go and look at the home and road splits, and there are some of their pitchers are okay. Kyle Freeland's not a, a buster. Right, but if that's you know, the, if that's the best you got, you're in trouble. Yeah, that's your ace, and and you know what they do. Alex Colomay is a, a a good closer. There are there are decent pitchers in their bullpen, but yeah, the Rockies aren't very good. But I don't like the. I think they're a little worse than the a little better than the Diamondbacks. Or did I have them last? Hang on. Uh, no, nope, I had the Rockies, Rockies last. last. Yeah, Rockies last. I had the D-backs uh, just a little bit ahead of them. I, I couldn't with the D-backs. So it's such a lack They're of bad talent. Too. They're bad. Yeah. A lot I of agree. play hard, grindy guys. Yeah. You know, you're surrounding your boy Cattell Marte, your favorite. Oh, man. <laughs> He's their franchise now. Oh, um, my so God. That's, so that's he had 32 home runs a few seasons ago. <laughs> He's never hit half of that in any other season. What the but hell? But he's the best they got, man. He's oh, the franchise. Man. Uh, Dodgers, obviously, the big favorites to win the West, uh, minus 225. Uh, Padres, plus 325 behind them, and then Giants, plus 550. So still not a lot of respect for the Giants after what they did last year. And, and I don't blame them. It's hard to imagine them, again, yeah. being hugely successful, but you can't deny that they just know how to win. Um, and then Rockies plus 8,000, Diamondbacks plus 10,000. So technically uh, 
BetMGM is with me saying the D-backs are a little worse. Uh, but, of course, when you're talking about uh, going down that road, it, it really doesn't matter either way. We're kind of splitting hairs when we're talking about that level of bad. Definitely. D-backs plus 1,500 to make the playoffs, minus 5,000 to make it, and Rockies plus 1,100 to make it, and minus 2,500 not to. Um, and Dodgers, of course, is the big money drain. If you want to pick them to make the playoffs, you have to put up $1,000 to make 100 and plus 650 if you have them just choking on it and missing the playoffs altogether. Uh, yeah, I would have made Giants money are... on, on the Seahawks this last year, Yeah, you know, but yeah. Yeah, that one seems tough. I mean, yeah, you never know. I mean, things could happen. Team falls flat on their face, plane crashes. <laughs> uh, Giants are close, uh, minus 130 to make a playoff run, plus 110 not to. Uh, and Padres, a uh, little money here if you don't believe in them like I don't, uh, plus uh, 200 not to make the playoffs. That's, that's, uh, you could uh, double your money there if you don't believe they're going to make it. Wow. Uh, minus, okay. minus 275 for them to make the playoffs. All right, so to just quick recap our National, National League. League here. That means I have the Phillies, the Brewers, the Dodgers, the Mets, the Giants, and the Padres in the playoffs. Okay, and I have Braves, Cardinals, Dodgers, division winners, Mets, Marlins, Giants as wild cards. Okay, yeah, a lot of a lot of. Uh, differences there. We, okay, we are not good. kumbaya. We have some big no. time differences there, so that's okay. good. On right, to so. the junior circuit. And the American League East, our favorite yeah. division to talk about. Oh, man. I love it. <laughs> we could spend five hours on this. It'd be just like a Red Sox-Yankees game. If we've got this same order, I'd be shocked. But I'm going, here we go, AL East. Blue Jays, Rays, Red Sox, Yankees, Orioles. Yeah, not the same. Um, those four teams, you can kind of jumble them up. That, I is, think. A, that uh, is a jumble, isn't it? Yeah, because that, that, that Orioles outfit is obviously dead last. Um, uh, yes. I'm going, going Yankees on top, uh, followed by the Blue Jays, and then the Rays, and then the Red Sox, and then the Orioles. Okay. Uh, and and uh, I've will, got the... But I actually have the Rays as the only one coming out of there with the Blue Jays. I actually have the Red Sox and the Yankees out of the playoffs this year. Woo! Yeah. Uh, so you have Rays as a wild take. card. That is, that's hot. That is Rays is a wild card. So you got the Yankees um, first place, huh? I got the Yankees number one, and, and I will also uh, be I mean, They're going to hit 1,000 home runs this year. Uh, the by the way, I will say. I will take two other teams from the AL East to grab wild card spots. Just like in the ah. National League, I'm taking two wild cards out of the Eastern Division. Okay. I'm taking the uh, Blue Jays and uh, the Rays. I'm agreeing with you on Tampa as a wild card team. So we both have the Red Sox out. We both have Boston out. As long as they're going to insist that they can navigate this division with Matt Barnes as their fucking closer. I am downgrading the Boston Red Sox. How do you not learn that lesson? He's not the answer. He absolutely put a can of gasoline on his head and set himself on fire last year. They're coming right back with him again. Like, what are you <laughs> this doing? Is why I, just so you know, for our fantasy league, this is why I am not throwing Jake Diekman back. Because <laughs> he might be very useful. You never know. He's an $8 setup guy, which is expensive for a setup guy. He's getting saves. He very well might. He very well Just might. saying. Just saying. There's a reason why I kept him. 
And and I loved uh, the Trevor Story signing because again, his numbers are going to be lower than in Colorado. Yeah, no shit, but he's still damn good. Um, right. And you you you're so loaded there that you have to throw him over at second base because you already got a great shortstop and in, in my guy the uh, Aruba native uh, Xander Bogarts. Right. Um, oh, I, so I, I, I have I'm, no worries about that offense. Yeah. You know, yeah. That They're lineup. Yeah, the the lineup for the for the Red Sox one through seven is dynamite. Uh, mm-hmm. They're 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 awesome. Uh, you know, Jackie Bradley, he's a defensive center fielder, and he'll probably platoon. Vasquez, he, he's a catcher, right? Uh, he's a guy. Yep. Maybe he does some pitch framing for you, but yeah, he's clearly <laughs> you know. But it's the it's the question marks in in the rotation with Chris Sale out, uh, James Paxton. Oh, he won't be back until if he comes back until late. I mean, that could right. be, you know, Memorial Day, Fourth of July. That thing could sneak out. And he's injury prone, anyways. Who knows what you get out of a guy like him when he comes back? Um, but yeah, that that three, four, five. I'm a Tanner Houck guy. I like Tanner Houck. I own him in our fantasy league. He's a buck. I'm keeping him. Um, <laughs> I like him. But yeah, Michael Waka and Rich Hill. Oof. Mm, good luck. Ooh. Okay. Head division. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, we, there's a reason why we both have the Red Sox out. Um, yeah. You like the Yankees though. I'll let you uh, expand on that. You know, the lineup of course, uh, is is powerful, very mighty. Uh, uh, and they reload, you know, with, with Josh Donaldson, uh, at third, Mm -hmm. uh, Kiner Falafa comes in uh, at short. They're going to fortify. <laughs> this might be the slowest team in baseball. I'm just going <laughs> to okay. throw that out there right now. I'm just saying. It, 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 when, I'm just when, saying. When, There's some Earl Giancarlo's... Weaver stuff going on right here. This is the Earl Weaver <laughs> classic team. When Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge are hitting him 450 feet, <laughs> you don't have to run around the bases. That's, That's true. Good. That's the deal with them. Uh, the key is going to be the rotation of yeah. the – get a healthy uh, Louis Severino back to, to fortify that, uh, to go along with Garrett Cole, the ace. Um, uh, Jordan Montgomery is, is a, a good guy to have, uh, that, that lefty that can get innings and, and mix up lineups. You don't, you're not running a you know train of, of righties out there all the time to, and let teams just set up uh, and do what they want to do. You, you can actually throw a wrench in their plans a little bit. Uh, Jamison Tyon is, is uh, got talent. Uh, he, he hasn't been what he was in Pittsburgh, but he's still uh, got a chance to make something of himself. And uh, I, I saw this J.P. Sears guy uh, throw a little bit as another lefty, I believe, uh, in spring training. Um, and he's, he's showing some, some uh, potential. So they, they got some, some guys that can throw. They still got a role as Chapman uh, closing. He was uh, just like Kenley Jansen. He had some moments last year. It was like, uh, is this the end? Is it going to have to uh, downgrade him? But even if he falters again, I like their backups with uh, Loisaga and Chad Green. I, I think yeah. they got uh, enough guys to, to fortify things down there. Yeah, I, I just, you know, fall in love with the Bash brothers, the new Bash brothers there, Judge and, and Stanton. Um, staying healthy, of course, is the big key for them. They they like to get hurt a lot. They, they, those bodies are not necessarily meant for 162 games, but if they navigate, you know what they're going to do. You know they're going to, you know, Joey Gallo, uh, all the, the offense that they got there, Anthony Rizzo, Glaber Torres, uh, that, that lineup is just it's loaded. And, uh, you know, they're, they're going to compete. They're going to bash with every other team in that division and it's going to be fireworks again. That's what they do every year. And so I just 
think the Yankees are going to sneak out on top of the Blue Jays just barely. Yeah, teams like this, though, teams that are veteran, put-together, let's-swing-for-the-fences-pretty-much type teams, these teams never really impress me. We've seen teams try this before, and I know they're the Yankees, and there's the Yankee mystique, and I'm not saying the Yankees are going to be trash, but they're going to win a, they're going to win a lot of games 10-8. to 8. They're going to lose yep. a lot of games 2 to nothing because <laughs> when you have lineups that are primarily constructed out of power hitters, trust me, I, I know this, I watched the Cubs um, try to do this, or you get you, know, you don't have rallies. You get a lot of guys. You get bases loaded with nobody out, and the next three guys strike out. Um, whiff, 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 yeah. Yeah. So that's what worries me is this this this, this lineup construction. There, there's no – how do you manage this lineup? It's going to be super easy. There's going to be no hit and runs. There's going to be no <laughs> double steals. There's going to be zero managing. This is going to – like I said, this is, this is Earl Weaver, right? This is, you know. All right, who's the next basher up? All right, go who's, get him. Yeah, you're waiting around for three run homers. The problem, I think, is these this is this team is going to lead the league in solo home runs, and I don't know if that's a good thing. It is if if, if it is good know, if you had eight of them. Right, if if four guys have like forty of them. <laughs> right, but it, it, this is going to be a team that's going to frustrate and can go through some prolonged struggles. Um, and that's my worry when you have this many um, this many guys who are just swinging for the fences. So, sure. just some reservations. And again, uh, the rotation, it's, it's, it's all right. <laughs> uh, but we both uh, we both like the Blue Jays. I just like them a little bit more than you do. The Blue Jays are freaking loaded. I mean, how, how can you yes. not like them? They're young and they're loaded, and that's what really impresses me about the Blue Jays is that. That offense that's mostly homegrown, you know, and all these, you know, how, we talked about this with the Strohs, and we talked about about this with the Cubs. It's not easy to have this many prospects all click, right? That actually pan out. Right, and all of these guys for them are coming up, and and, and then and then the, the 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 shrewd moves that they're making and the guys that they're signing. Um, you know, even guys like Teoscar Hernandez, I mean, who, I mean, <laughs> right. nobody was even, yeah, trade away and get him from Houston, uh, you know, a few years ago and I'll look at him, and then you just have all your know, Biggio and Bichette and Vlad Jr. Just, yeah. Uh, and then they go and they trade for the best defensive third baseman in yep. all of baseball, you know, to, to hold down, you know, and Matt Chapman's not going to be required anymore to sit there at the two or the three hole. They can low, they can drop him way down in the order. And let him hit 220, but he's going to hit 30 home runs. So, yeah, that team is uh, that that offense. That is the you know sort of the anti-Yang. There is some speed in that lineup. Um, there, there will oh. be that, that 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 that's fun. Yeah, Rymel Tapia is, is the perfect example, I think, of a shrewd move because they add yeah. uh, a guy that he's not just fast; he hits uh, for contact. He's going to get on base at right. the top of that lineup um, and, and hit from the left side. And I, I always liked Tapia in Colorado. And I, I, that's one of those moves that no one really thinks much of when it happens. But I, I really did like that move to sort of fill out a, a lineup that's already loaded. You know you're loaded when you lose Matt, uh, uh, Marcus Simeon. Uh, and you're still right. a monster lineup. Like, Jesus. So, 
you know, yeah. they, they got the young guys a bit, and Vlad Jr. developing last year into an MVP candidate is, is really what sets them uh, apart from a lot of these teams is uh, you got a whole team full of guys that can bash, that's great, but you still need one guy that you can depend on. And last year, Vlad became the uh, the dependable guy, the guy that every game, no matter what your your lineup is doing, if you're, everyone else is slumping, you still got to watch for him because he's still uh, mashing. He didn't have any uh, really uh, low streaks or, or cold slumps or anything like that. He was just hot. He started the year hot, and he stayed hot uh, the entire year. So if he repeats that there, they're going to be very, very tough. Yeah, and with the Blue Jays, if there's anywhere where I get a little worried, I, I love their rotation, but I don't like their bullpen. Yeah, uh, can Jordan Romano hold up as the closer is the, the big question there. Yeah, the nice thing about closers is they're kind of a dime a dozen, right? I mean, you hope you can find a if great ones hold, are, you hope you great can find ones are hard to find, but sometimes, you know, hey, <laughs> only t- especially when you're a closer that has question marks, you know, the leash is usually pretty short. Um, you know, coach isn't going to let you just go out there and get and get flamed every night before he, he decides to make a move. And then you just start trying other guys. And if it becomes a season long problem, then, you know, maybe I am a little too high on the, on the blue Jays, but I've got the blue Jays uh, within that division. I can see it. I, I absolutely can see yeah. it. <laughs> and what, what else do you say about the Rays? They just, they're the Terminator. They, they keep winning you games. Reason, you, you cannot can reason with them. You cannot <laughs> stop them. You cannot kill them. <laughs> They know how to win, and, and they, they do it in a way that no one else does it. But they just, and, they, and you they don't know who it. any of the guys are unless you're baseball nerds like us. You don't right. know who these guys are. That lineup doesn't jump out at you. But, man, they just keep winning. They, they won't know die. how to do it. Uh, Wander Franco just would not stop getting on base. He can't, he's a rookie, right. and he just would not stop. Yeah. Uh, and he, fit, he fits right in with that team and that lineup. Like, he's not, you know, hitting yeah. 30 homers, but he can't stop getting on base. He can't stop doing well, the right. things that help you win games. And that's what drives you crazy. When you look at teams like the Rays and then the Yankees, right, the Rays are the anti-Yankees. They are going yeah. to grind you out. They're going to take walks. They're going to steal bases. They're going to have rallies. They're going to hit and run. The, 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 the Rays have all of the options. They're not, they don't have a lineup, you know, one through seven of 40 home run guys. They just don't. They just have guys that know how to win. And yeah, and and they will, and they'll bullpen you to death, and they're not afraid mm-hmm. of it. They invented it. All these other teams are really uh, uh, mocking them, and, right? And you know, they they're the ones that invented the. You know, what are we going to do today? I don't know. Uh, throw somebody out there for two innings, and then have someone piggyback yeah. behind them. You don't need. Um, and we'll, and you don't. We'll piece you don't it need all these number all these number one starters when your whole team is fours. And then you can just keep using them, and you got a fresh guy every time through their order. It, I hate it. I, I don't think it's baseball, yeah. but nobody does it better than the Rays. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of it either. It, aesthetically, it's not fun to pull up on a Sunday afternoon. Well, you, and know, watch you know why the, we hate it. We hate it for fantasy reasons. That's why we hate it. Because you don't know who to who to draft. <laughs> who's who's going to get starter? wins out of that know. rotation? Uh, you don't know who's pitching. Was that one season they had a reliever with like 17 wins? <laughs> All right, he's not starting, but he's the bolt guy. So he comes in in the third and, and vultures the victory from the starters. Ugh. Right. Yeah. Aggravating, but, but effective. I'm not. I'm not taking anything away from the Rays, and uh, I have them. Uh, I have them in the playoffs, I believe. Uh, I do I do I do? We, we both have them as wild cards. Uh, I have Absolutely. the Blue Jays and the Rays 
um, out of the East. Um, and Baltimore? Ugh. Uh, I don't know what the plan is in Baltimore. <laughs> no, neither do they. I mean, they have, I get they it. have some good young hitters, too. I'm, yeah. No, I mean, they got uh, what, Santander and, uh, and Mountcastle. They got Adley Rutschman, who's the top prospect in baseball. <laughs> what so are you gonna do? Is murder, so, that, right. I, I mean, that's you know, that's like you're on. That's like being the best player on the Lions, and you know you're in the <laughs> in the Packers division, or you're the best player on the Seahawks now, and you know you're looking up at the Cardinals, the Rams, and the oh god, the uh, Cardinals, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same thing that we talk about in football. It doesn't matter. You just the, the Orioles are in this window where they're just going to be bad for a really long time and uh, need some of these other. I mean, the Blue Jays and oh man, it's just not going their way. And like you no. said, there's talent there. There's homegrown talent there. Yeah, coming along, but when you talk about that division, it's just like not, don't even think no. about them. It's murder contending uh, anytime no. soon. So no, uh, they, they'll definitely... be happy not to win a hundred games which I don't think will happen. Definitely the big underdog. I mean, they're happy not to lose 100 games. I'm sorry. They won't win 100. In the division, they, uh, ben MGM is with you. Blue Jays are the favorite in the AL East, plus 180. Yankees oh. right behind them, plus 230. Rays right behind that, plus 240. And Red Sox back, plus 600. So they're with us. We we got the Red Sox sort of a step behind those three, and uh, yeah. the, uh, the, the better seem to agree. And then Orioles plus 15,000 to win the AL East. <laughs> so if I just go put 20 bucks down, I'd win three large <laughs> if the Orioles – oh, man. it's not. That's, I might as well just go and get 20 bucks and light it on fire. Exactly. Flush it down the toilet. Uh, O's, uh, if you want to short them – you got to lay down ten grand to win a hundred dollars to show no, the Orioles. I don't. I don't need a hundred bucks that bad. <laughs> I swear. The playoffs, and plus eighteen hundred to make the playoffs. Uh, Red Sox, plus uh, minus one fifteen to make the playoffs, and minus one hundred five not to. Right there, uh, even on the uh, on the edge there, and then Yankees big favorites uh, to make it minus four hundred to make the playoffs, plus three hundred to not make it. Uh, the Rays are minus 225 to make the playoffs and plus 175 to miss it. And then the Blue Jays, also with the Yankees' big favorites to make the playoffs, minus 400 and plus 300 to not make it. So that's the AL East. Moving on from there to the division of my White Sox, the AL Central. How do you see that breaking down? Uh, boy, I've got the Sox, and then uh, everybody else sucks. But <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like it. Uh, I've got the the Sox, the Twins, the Tigers, the Royals, and the Cleveland Baseball Club. <laughs> the gar- Guardians? No, I'm uh, just gonna I'm just doing a Washington football team. These guys from the for, forever now. I'll just call them. I literally have it in my notes. CBC. I'm just gonna call them the Cleveland Baseball Club. Wait till I do it at the draft. <laughs> oh, when you're I, gonna make uh, O'Day's face turn red if you do that. When I nominate somebody from the Cleveland Baseball Club. <laughs> I wonder what how many of the guys in that? our room are still gonna? How many of the guys in our room are still gonna say Indians? A lot of them, because we're old. They're all the, we're the young pups in the in that room. We're forty six, and we're much younger than a lot of those guys. Nope. So, Cleveland, yeah, Cleveland baseball club. That's my. I can't get used <laughs> to this Guardians thing or or Commanders oh, or whatever. Oh, that's, Washington. that's yeah. yeah, that's even worse. I think. Yeah. 
the, the commies. Um, yeah, we're we're a little mixed up under the White Sox. Uh, don't have to talk a whole lot about it, but I got White Sox, Tigers second, then Twins. A distant, then, I'm guessing a distant second. Uh, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> I, I definitely got the White Sox winning a lot of games this year, uh, over 100, I would hope. Uh, Tigers, Twins, Guardians, Royals is how I finish out the Central. Yeah, I don't even need to dwell too much on the teams behind them. Um, you know, I'm a little intrigued um, that you think that the Tigers are a second-place ball club, but it doesn't matter because th- th- these teams no. are all winning 70 games or less is my, my best guess. Uh, pro- probably, yeah. Somebody it's hard to imagine anyone winning 80. 500, but the Tigers are, are they're not good. <laughs> Uh, no, but at least they finally there's some, there's went some out. interesting went out. young pitching there. There is some interesting young pitching yeah. there. I will give you that. Tariq Screwball is good. Uh, I always want to call him Screwball, but <laughs> Screwball be even better if he threw Tariq Screwball. Screwball. I like Tariq that. Screwball. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he throws one. a Screwball, but he should. He should. They would call it the Tariq Screwball. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I right. mean. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, not a whole lot to talk about. Uh, yeah, I, I really do like him and Casey Mize's young guns, and then they bring in Eduardo Rodriguez to be the veteran arm. They actually went after some real talent in the offseason for the first time in forever. They yeah, get, they signed Javi, uh, Rodriguez, signed Javi yeah. Baez, you know. Love, love Javi Baez, love the way he plays, straight for, for Austin Meadows from, from Tampa Bay. Yeah. Uh, so they're actually trying to put a, a – a, semblance of a lineup together for the, for yeah. the first time in forever. They're they gonna, have Methuselah DH. Um, <laughs> uh, Perez, uh, Perez, Miguel Cabrera, and uh, they're going to give the kid Spencer Torkelson yeah. a shot in the, well, the hot yeah. corner. Yeah. Sir, on that base. though, I do like more this year than I've ever seen before. Th- these top prospects aren't getting the the Chris Bryant treatment. I don't. Did something change in the agreement? Because not a lot of these guys are getting the, the bullshit service time uh, excuse. He needs more seasoning. We've got My, this Rodriguez kid, Bobby Witt Jr., Spencer Torkelson. There's just like a laundry list of all these top prospects the teams are actually bringing up with them, and it's refreshing. Very refreshing. My uh, sense or my guess at it is twofold. I think it's as simple as uh, they, the ownership or the really the general managers make those decisions got mm-hmm. so pantsed and embarrassed by uh, all of the obvious – manipulations yeah. that's what uh, a lot of people were talking about uh, for these negotiations uh with the lockout like that's something they did and they really didn't even uh address that uh the players gave in so fast because they were afraid of losing right. their, their their salaries they really didn't do anything about the service time manipulation uh but it was talked about so much i just think the gms got uh embarrassed by by how silly it was it actually it was in my fa- uh, facebook timeline that i was commenting four or five years ago about, I can't wait for uh, Atlanta to find a reason to send this kid down for service time uh, situations. And they did wind up sending him down. And that kid's name was Ronald Acuna. Yeah. He needed, he needed more work. He needed right. more work. Uh, Chris Bryan needed to be sent down because Mike Olt was the best option at third base. Get the fuck all the way out. <laughs> he of gives here us the kid. best chance to win. I think it was that they got embarrassed, and I think it's uh, just the fact of the rosters being uh, more open, uh, carrying 28 right now instead of 25, 26. I right. Think they, they have the spots, so why not? 
Right. Well, you want to talk about a minefield that we're going to try to have to navigate on Saturday for our draft with these expanded rosters. Yeah, guys being uh, is, uh, called up and being started no, at different like, positions. You get all these guys late, and then they're all gone come May 2nd because they all get uh, sent down, and you're just sitting there on nothing but open spots, and it's like not going to be fun. So uh, that'll you're right. be fun. That'll be interesting. Uh, just you hope you 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 pick the guys that actually uh, perform well enough and able yeah. to stick around and don't get now. Demoted. The one thing I am noticing is most teams, most teams, all these extra players that they're carrying seem to be pitchers. Yeah, definitely a lot of pitchers because again, so we're I mean, not seeing we're not seeing a lot of these guys aren't stretched out. Yet. Yeah, teams aren't carrying six catchers. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're definitely uh, carrying a lot more pitching, and then the, as the starters get stretched out, they'll be able to. So yeah, not, I don't know how many of those guys get, that get demoted are going to be hitters because it's going to be a lot of these right. extra pitchers, a lot of these extra right. arms. That, a lot that of these guys back. won't get a lot, and a lot of these pitchers that are sitting there who are like mid and long relief type guys I probably won't. Yeah, get they won't get drafted, drafted. anyway. So yep. maybe it won't You're be right. as big of a problem as you think. So, yeah, Tigers is a surprise and kind of sneak in second over Minnesota, who I always – you talk about one-dimensional. They fit perfectly in the AL East because all they do yeah, is match Yeah, boy, they fell on their face last yeah. year. I figured they would. When you set a record last for most place? home runs. Did that, okay, did you think they'd go to last place? I did not think they would go to last place, but I knew they wouldn't uh, perform the way they had the last – whatever year that was a couple years ago where they set a record for most home yeah. runs. Like, the Minnesota Twins, really? I knew that was uh, that was that was a bubble that was going to burst. Um, so, what do you get? Another uh, what do you get? An offense that's built to mash home runs. Uh, scary Gary Sanchez. Let's send him over there. Let's get another guy uh, that does nothing but bash a lot of home runs. Uh, of course, the big move for them is, is Carlos Correa, the franchise stud. Uh, I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for Byron Buxton, but Byron Buxton loves the injured list, so we know that's sure coming. Uh, so that's why I got the Twins to kind of fall off, and, and the Tigers maybe to surprise and, and get past them. Okay. Um, obviously, we both have your White Sox in first, and uh, yeah, that's uh, well, that's a solid team. Uh, back end of that rotation is a little scary, but other than that, man, uh, they can hit, they can pitch, they've got a great bullpen. Um, one of the top closers in baseball, and not not a whole lot of holes in that team right now. Uh, Rodon gone, Lance Lynn just got hurt. Um, yes. So yes, I'm I'm absolutely concerned about the uh, the the pitching after Giolito, and uh, I think it's Michael Kopech time is what that means. I think there's no more excuses, kid. Let's let's get out there. We need you. We need you to uh, to be a, a starter. We don't need you out of the pen. We need you to actually give us innings and show what you got. Uh, so that I think it's it's an opportunity for him if he wants to to take that. Um, a full year of Aloy, who was hurt, Aloy Jimenez, a full year of Luis Robert, who got hurt last year, in addition to all, all those other bats. Uh, yes, please. I'll take all of that. Um, and then can I just laugh one more time at the, the Kimbrel Pollard trade? <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. I, I, I've always been a fan of, of A.J. Pollard, uh, a Pollock. I'm such a fan, I'm, I'm fucking his name up. A.J. Pollock. Uh, AJ Very Pollard. Good. That's how we're going to nominate him. <laughs> Very good contact hitter. Very good uh, speed when he's healthy. His big problem is he can't stay on the field too long either. But I think you're putting him in a perfect position in Chicago. That you got the DH. You would have that in LA anyway this year. Right. But you haven't had it all these other years. You, when you played him, you had to put him out there in the outfield. I think they can DH him at times if they want. 
They can put him in right field if they want. Um, you should get a lot more production out of him because he shouldn't be as beat up because you can uh, you don't have to play him every day with, with this lineup. Um, and I'm laughing because it's you, you traded Craig Kimball from you traded nothing for him because Craig Kimball when he's not a closer is nothing. He's actually hurting your team and everybody knows that. And that is that's correct. Why I'm because that the is Dodgers, why I said that was a trade that helped both teams. They knew they they had to know that they're trading for a guy that if they don't use him as their closer is actually going to hurt them. Everybody knows that at this point. And they still gave up an asset for him. That's how loaded the Dodgers are. They could do that. But I love that trade uh, for the White Sox because they couldn't they weren't going to be able to use Crimble anyway. Because if he's not the closer, he's no good. And everyone knows that. So they got uh, A.J. Pollock for nothing as far as I'm concerned. So that's why I'm laughing at that. <laughs> I didn't – honestly, I didn't understand the uh, the Kimbrel trade when they made it. Um, well, I, I understood it, but the, the the problems came obviously when they got him over there and they found out firsthand, oh, shit, when he's not the closer, he's, he's kind of bad. Some guys need the juice, right? It's like yeah. we talk about – the closer in the non-save situation. Well, the eighth inning is a non-save situation. <laughs> they were trying to, to do what you were talking about, like the Royals uh, when they won the title, just nail down the you know the sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth. But what really you... worked for the Royals though was that each guy knew his role. Sure. They didn't try to just dump closers into these extra spots. Kimbrel just wasn't that guy. He. If it would have been no different if they traded for Aroldis Chapman and said, Aroldis, you're our eighth inning guy now. Yeah, that probably wouldn't have went well either. It yeah. Right. It's not, it's not Kimbrell's fault. That's just not how he's wired. So, no, it was a good trade for both teams. I don't think anybody got fleeced or anything. But, like, yeah, they, he needed to go, and they got talent. They, they got something for him. So, yeah, they, you can I can see your perspective saying that they went on that side too. He's he was nothing. He wasn't even going to pitch the seven because they brought in uh, Graveman, so he right. wasn't even gonna, uh, he wasn't even going to be that high. So they they gave up nothing for something. So I always love that. Um, so Cleveland KC, we also flipped. Uh, why is it always such a struggle for for the end? I mean, uh, oops, the, the Guardians, the Cleveland uh, to, Baseball Club. Yeah, to find offense, it, it's such a. They got Jose Ramirez, and then they, they they're always struggling to find somebody. They're trying. Anybody. There's rumors that they're trying to trade him to San Diego now. Oh, so they're trying to tank. That, maybe that yes. <laughs> maybe I should flip flop this KC four like you had, like you got. <laughs> uh, well, the days of the dominant rotation are over. I mean yeah. that that you know the so that's part of it. That's what kept them in contention for all those years. The, the offense didn't have to be great when you had that rotation. When you had that rotation with Carrasco and and Bauer. And uh, oh, Klubot. and and Kluber, yeah. I mean, you just one, two, three, boom, boom, boom. I mean, it got them to a World Series. Mm-hmm. It's gone. No longer they the suck. case. Yeah. <laughs> it's simple. Um, well, they had Shane Bieber, but he got hurt. Yeah, and everybody wants the Royals to be something. Um, now nah, the Royals are are very good. You you can't be something if you're making Donald Zachary Grinky your ace in 2022. This is in 2004. Right. Um, that that's that's their guy. That's their that's their number one pitcher, the yeah. the, the the ageless one, Zach Grinky. And boy, he is not anywhere near what he used to be. And you like, look at a lot of these. Uh, look at a lot of the pedigree of the rest of these guys that they're going to run out there as starters. And the, a lot of these stats look like Rockies starters. That's not good. That's definitely not a compliment. So uh, 
That's the uh, the AL Central. Obviously, the White Sox a huge favorite there, minus yes. two hundred. And uh, follow- the good news is that we aren't leaving ourselves thirty seconds to do the last division. That's good. Uh, followed by Twins plus five hundred, Tigers plus seven fifty, Guardians plus a thousand, Royals plus sixteen hundred uh, for the AL Central. Uh, for money to short or put long on these teams. The White Sox are obviously going to take a lot of money to make the playoffs. You have to bet 400 to make 100 on the White Sox making the playoffs. They are plus 300 to miss the playoffs. The uh, Indy Guardians Baseball Club, uh, I'm looking for I under Indians because I'm so used to it. I have to look for G for Guardians. Plus 350 to make the playoffs, minus 450 to not make it. Uh, Followed by the Twins are plus 200 to make the playoffs, minus 250 to not make the playoffs. The Tigers plus 300 to make the playoffs, minus 400 to not make it. That's a, that's much closer odds than usual. If you don't think the Tigers are going to make the playoffs, which is probably a good bet, to get them at minus 400 is actually shorter than than normal. It's much shorter. Uh, so if you want to take that chance. But you do that, you're taking a risk that those uh, – people that they picked up don't pay off and they might pay off. What if Javi Baez has an MVP type season and it actually leads him to, you know, 82, 83 wins. It could happen. You, you never know. Um, and then the Royals plus 450 to make the playoffs minus 650 to make it. I think that's a pretty safe bet as well. <laughs> All right. That final oh. division that we talked about the AL West. How do you see yeah, that? Yeah. And it's a fun one. So this, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if this one bleeds over a little bit. Um, I'm going against all of my experience on this show when you hear this. Uh, no, no, you're not doing No, you're I'm doing not it. doing it. No. Mariners. No. Again. Astros, Angels, Rangers, and the worst team in baseball, the <laughs> Oakland A's. Um, no safer bet than the A's finishing fifth. Um, the A's might be worse than the Orioles and the Pirates yeah. this year. They're the worst they, team they, in baseball. They're trying to. They want to be. It's it's so yeah. shameful. They are trying as hard as they can. Uh, they they're left with Frankie Montas as their ace, and they're going to get rid of him soon. I'm sure. Yeah. They're they're trying to have nobody Anybody who left. shows a glimmer on that team that's traded. Go. Leave. First guy on that team that goes four for four traded. Yeah, gotta go. Tony Kemp. Gotta go. <laughs> Absolutely shameful. Um, for me, it is Astros at the top again. Uh. Angels second, then Rangers, then Mariners four, then wow. Oakland. So we're definitely going to have some speaks about this. And yeah. I will uh, also, by the way, take the Angels as a wild card team, my third wild card. Oh, okay. I have the Astros and the Angels as wild card Ooh. teams. So I have three teams. I have the Mariners, the Astros, and the Angels. Um all coming out of the West. Out of the, because I believe lot of those, three teams, West, huh? those three teams are going to get so fat on the Rangers <laughs> and and the A's this year. Uh, could be. You know, could that's be. not four deep like in the East where you got four teams that only get the Orioles to beat up on. The Rangers and the A's are going to get – I think they're going to get feasted on by those other three. Um, you've got the Astros um, yep, back in first top. again. That's not. Yeah. I mean, that's not. Uh, that's not like it's a big shock or anything. No, you know? not at all. So, uh, minus one sixty-five. By the way, to win the division, so pretty yeah. hefty favorite. Um, yeah, they, they, that's one of my 
uh, last scouting memories for Houston uh, when I'm when I'm talking about the the games that I used to do down here for yeah. uh, for Baseball Info Solutions when I used to uh, yeah are you a scout uh, sorta maybe um, but you know watching those games and scoring those games and you can see some guys and and there's so many guys over the years that I saw I did that for for six years and enjoyed every minute of it and there's some guys that you just see and you go man that's a baseball player that's a that's a star that's a guy right there. Um, and I'm not going to go through all the names, but one of the last ones that I ever saw that fit that mold for the uh, Houston Astros, Kyle Tucker. Man, when that kid walked up to the plate the first time when I was sitting there, watching, I was like, oh, shit, that, he just looked like a baseball player. Man, I can't even describe exactly what that means, but he, the way he carried himself, the way he carried the bat, like he, it, some guys walk up there and it looks like that's the first time they ever held a bat because they're just not that good at hitting. Uh, he did not look like that. He looked like he knew exactly what to do, how to stand, how to how to how to crouch in his stance. Everything about him just looked like a. And you saw it. If you've seen him play last year, you know that's a baseball player. That's an all star. He might win an MVP before he's done. That's a real one right there, Kyle Tucker. And he's he's. Uh, oh, by the way, Justin Verlander's coming back. So yeah, the Astros are, are reloaded again. No, that that's can't take a whole lot away from you on that one. I just I see that man. It's just such that it, it's really going to be three teams. I think just cannibalizing each other all year, and I just got that weird feeling. I got that weird feeling about the Mariners. So how many times have we picked the Mariners to be good? A lot. Seems like every yeah. year. And and, and they, they, they there's definitely talent there. there there's some homegrown yeah. talent there. There's trade talent there. They 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 basically uh, took. Uh, two of the better players from the tanking Reds um, in, in Jesse Winker and Eugenio Suarez, who had a down season last year. I mean, he was pretty much uh, Rob Deere in it last year. <laughs> and, you know, what all was a home runner strikeout? I mean, it, it, you know, that, and then they, they've obviously, you know, we talked about Torkelson and, and, and you've got this Julio Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. Everybody, oh, he's five tools. He's, you know, well, sometimes he's five tool guys. You know, the guy who's batting right after him is supposed to be that guy, Jared Kellenick, right? That didn't happen. Oof. So it doesn't, always, it doesn't always happen. Alex Kirilov or all these guys, all of these guys, you know, these highly touted guys. I guarantee you of all these guys who are coming north with the team, several of them will not be with the team come June 1st. Mm-hmm. Somebody, somebody is going to fall flat on his face. But uh, I do like, I, I like that lineup. Uh, the pitching is, it's, I, it's, it's not great. Um, but it's not terrible either. I mean, it, it, it's, it's not, it's not the Rockies. It's not the, it's not the A's. It's not the O's. Um, there's, there's talent there. The bullpen is, is guys. That's the one weakness that I look at with the, with the Mariners. It's a, it, it is a, it is a bullpen full of guys. I, I, I'm interested to see who comes out of the wash and gets the saves for them because there's a lot of uh, previous closers and, and high leverage geysers. You got Diego Castillo and Sergio Romo. There, there's guys there that we know can do it if they're needed to. So we'll see who actually ends up getting the call for them, but it's a, it's, it's a talented team. They, they feel like the blue Jays felt to me like last year. So maybe I'm a year too early on the Mariners. I fully admit that. Um, but I also have the Astros and the angels behind them in the playoffs. This is the line that I wrote about the Mariners. A year away? Again? They're always a year away. We are always, always a year talking away. about the Mariners. The, the, maybe next year, one more year. I, yeah. I feel they're coming on. 
Uh, uh, that's why I couldn't. I couldn't trust him. I've done it. I've been burned by him too many times. I couldn't do it. Can't do I'll it. I'll tell you what. The Angels, I, I, you went the Angels second? Yes. I went with the Angels third, and I'll tell you why. So, this whole Otani thing, and I know he won the MVP, and everybody loves Otani. It's a clown show to me. It really <laughs> is. It, it's, it's stardom to the detriment of actually trying to go out there and win ball games, and it's like they're just doing things to try to keep Shohei Otani happy. How about you go out and win some damn baseball games? That'd be nice. And, yeah, I mean, that's a team that won 77 games last year with the MVP, and Mike Trout was barely there. But there's a lot of talent up and down that lineup. A lot of guys come up. You got Joe Adele come up last year. They, they've got Anthony Rendon over there now. There's definitely guys there. The, the six-man rotation thing, though, again, all to make sure it, it, do, 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 do. it's a carnival, <laughs> and that's why I don't have a whole lot of faith in them. I think they're good enough to make the playoffs. Boy, wouldn't it be nice to see Mike Trout make the playoffs once in his career? That would be really nice. That would and be really both, nice. We're both picking it to happen. And I've got him in as, the, as, as probably the last wild card. But, man, it, it, it's a circus. And that's why I have so much trouble. And I don't think they get very far once they do make the playoffs, no matter how good the bullpen is. You're never going to go anywhere with the six-man rotation. Otani will fall apart um, if they're going to keep doing this. you know. And you're not doing your other pitchers any benefits either by trying to extend this thing all out, all for one guy, because it's the Shohei Otani circus. So we're even changing the rules of the game for this guy. Yeah, I'm not in. Right. <laughs> I, I, he's a singular talent. I'm not knocking him. I'm yeah. just saying it's it's all to the detriment of this team trying to win baseball games. I will definitely stop short of, of calling it a circus, but I see your concern. I'm concerned, too. Uh, that one-two starting pitching combo is maybe the shakiest in all of baseball <laughs> because Shohei is always a, a risk to get rested randomly because he's hitting so much because he has his other right. job uh, as, the, as the best. Or he's, he's pitching really and he's hitting in the same game. Right. Um, please appreciate, by the way, what he's doing. And I'm glad you I said do. that you're not crapping on him himself because we're ne- we've never seen anything like this. I'm so, I say it every year and I'm still, I'm, I'm amazed when he first did it and I'm still amazed. We've never seen it. He's the best slugger on the team and he's the ace. We've never seen anything like that. Uh, but he's, like you said, he's at a risk to, to always, uh, you know, he's got to stretch out the rotation for him and make sure he gets an extra day of rest because he's so tired because he's actually carrying the team on his back offensively as well as being the ace. And then the second pitcher is Thor. And you talk about always hurt, uh, uh, Noah Syndergaard. Uh, there, there's no shakier one-two than that. So that's why I couldn't pick him to win the division. But we got, we, we're, we're going with the talent. There's obviously talent there. And, oh, that Trout guy is back. Um, yeah, you know, we are going with that, that talent just to sort of find a way to, to make it to the end of the season, uh, in a position to make the playoffs. Yeah. They might beat up on, uh, Oakland and Texas. Obviously everyone's going to beat up on Oakland. Um, but yeah, there there's, it's, it's definitely shaky. There's definitely not a, a, a fait accompli that the, that the angels are going to make a playoff spot because they, they never do even with, with trout, they, they never seem to make it. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not trying to crap on your boy. I know, I know that I know Shohei's your boy, and I and I know and I do appreciate what he's doing. But yeah, love Shohei Otani. 
Um, it's a clown. Not, not not him. Just the, the, the pretzel knots that the organization and the and MLB and everybody is turning themselves into over this guy. Um, they're, they're not winning a title this way. It's just not going to happen. 15 seconds live. Your world champion and mine, and then we'll continue later. Uh, my world champion is the Blue Jays. Mine is the Dodgers. Oh, I don't think I got mine in. Oh, well. Uh, Yours is the Dodgers? Yes. Yeah, I actually went uh, my NLCS. Uh, I went Brewers over Mets. I actually okay. have the Blue Jays beating the Brewers in the World Series. Wow. And then I had the Brewers. Uh, I had the Blue Jays over the Mariners. Because <laughs> why not? It doesn't matter who they beat. It only matters right. who wins. So I've got the Blue Jays winning it all this year. I think they're that good. They also are one of those talent-rich teams who's in a position to deal if they need to. Sure. So, I like the Blue Jays. Last year, I liked the Padres. There's yeah. a theme here. Maybe, you know what the theme hopefully isn't for the Blue Jays? They're going to win 79 games. <laughs> hopefully, that's not the theme. Uh, do we want to talk at all about the atrocity in Oakland? Because we th- I thought what the Reds and the Cleveland Baseball Club were doing was bad. Um Oakland is man. That that is how 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 do you get away with this? Because uh, it's baseball and they let you. And they, they, that's the shameful part is they're not yeah. even trying to compete, and everyone knows it. And they're, right, they're not even anything. hiding it. No, it's just naked as hell. And yeah, it's that, that that's about all I got to say about it. It's shameful. It's it's absolutely shameful. And then they're going to try to extort and get a new stadium built after that as well. Just not completing right. at all. There are very few um, quality bats left in that lineup. I mean, there's guys. I'm not saying that every guy in their lineup is an easy out. You've heard of all these guys in their lineup, but this is not. Uh, this is the. This isn't what. I don't have the faith in them to put this group of guys together in a lineup like I'd say if this was the same if if this was the same offense in Tampa they'd win the division <laughs> because <that's> what, <laughs> because they just mine talent and, and get effort out of guys like no other team does Oakland this is just bare naked we're dumping we suck that, that can't be fun showing up to work every day knowing that so all these guys are doing is playing trying to build up their trade value and get the hell out of there who's the best hitter in the lineup now John Murphy I hope so. He's a catcher. <laughs> yeah, I know. But like, what's who's left? Uh, I mean, Jed Lowry's a good hitter. He's not a power bat. At least it's for a little bit of average. Uh, you know, he's done it before. But it's just dudes. It's just yeah. And then where's the? You know, it, it, there's not a lot of uh, like guys that we're waiting for who are going to come up. You know, right. and that are going to, you know, the, like they're just clearing the decks for youngsters. Uh, they're not really doing that. No, either. they're just they're just dumping salary. They're just clearing the decks, period. Right. So, you know, some of these trades and some of these guys that they've gotten rid of. Yeah, I don't know a whole lot about the players that they're getting in return because <laughs> they're obviously not getting top tier guys in return. They're They're just. They're just bad, and it's uh, yeah. it's pretty shameful for a team that you know this this you know that this was the Moneyball team, right? And this mm-hmm. was the, many years ago, yeah, twenty yeah, years ago. But this, but this was the this was the team. This was the the Sabermetrics 
poster child team. This was the, we're going to, you know, we're just going to put together a roster of, of metrics guys and we're going to, we're going to somehow, and it worked. They won all, they won a lot of games doing it that way. Uh, Those days are over. One game sold books, made movies, the whole nine yards. That rotation Um, after Frankie Montas. And like I said, Montas will be gone uh, shortly. I'm sure. Uh, yeah, and it'll be it'll be Cole or Cole Irvin. It will be the ace. Uh, and, uh, okay, not winning a lot of games like that. No, no, they're they're going to be they're going to be really bad. And then the Rangers. Uh, so that's yeah. you got them basically in this, almost in the same group as as Oakland, like at the total bottom. And I actually got I, the I Rangers don't have ahead of Seattle. Uh, yeah, which I was I was really surprised by, um, but. Yeah, I mean, you know, they 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 definitely signed players. Uh, they're trying. I'll give them that. Yeah, exactly. They're, you know, just like uh, Detroit, they're, they're finally signing guys, actually giving money out to good baseball players. So be, uh, I, I re- be interesting to see what they can get out of John Gray now that he's out of Colorado. It's not that he's going to a much better pitching situation, but it's better. It is better. Definitely, and it's much better than the uh, old uh, Texas Stadium before this one because that one was about as bad as, as Coors Field when it got warm down there in, in, yeah. in Dallas in the Metroplex. Uh, so this is a lot better than that, yeah. But uh, hard press for for the Rangers uh, to find and remember uh, a higher quality middle infield free agency year, like the same year Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager in yeah. the same well, year, like holy that, that, fuck. That's some good money. They, they spent some Jeez. good money. So they're going to try to bash teams into submission, and they're going to win a lot of you know, seven five games uh, as well. Yeah, the pitching yeah. is obviously not very good. Never has been for for the we, Rangers. Uh, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully for us, since we are we have we own Marcus Sibian, hopefully he can repeat yeah. that forty five home run effort that he had in Toronto last year. But we'll see. Well, he, he might he might give it a good try. Well, we'll we'll take thirty and twenty. How about that? I would take um, thirty home runs out of a second baseman shortstop anytime. Um, and I, I uh, Jose Adolis Garcia is another guy that was down here as a Memphis Redbird that I um, I, I root for because I thought he was a, a good prospect. Now he's turned it up a notch uh, since going to Texas, uh, but he, he's doing well, and I'm hoping that he's going to continue that. Um, and, and there's there's guys that I think are that can be surprising. I'm, I'm not going to say will definitely surprise, but when you talk about guys that have done some damage at the major league level in their careers, Mitch Garver and uh, and Nathaniel Lowe and uh, Cole Calhoun yeah. from Anaheim, and uh, you know they, they've done it before. It's not I'm not saying they're going to be all stars this year, but there's there's actually uh, some talent there. There's actually a lineup that is not. Uh, you know, a, 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 a cakewalk, not like Oakland. So that's uh, that's why I oh, see Texas. Oh no, no, is, that that that, uh, that offense, that one through nine, um, is one of the best ones in baseball. I, I will say that. Potentially, it's solid. It's it's you know, it's yeah. not the Yankees where you got forty home run guys like every turn. Um, there's definitely uh, there's definitely guys who all have the ability to leave the yard up and down that lineup. <laughs> And they're gonna they're gonna try to bash you. Yeah, the pitching's no good. Yeah. I already I, I completely acknowledge that. I'm not even trying to pretend that, that they're any good. 
But yeah, just uh, think they're gonna, you know, Seattle. Like I said, they keep breaking your heart, and one year away, one more year. How long has it been uh, though? We've been off. I've, we both of us, we've been off the Mariners for quite a few years. As far as picking them to win the whole division, uh, yeah. yeah, it's probably been a couple years at least. So we'll see. I'm going back to the well. Well, you know what? If, if Robbie Ray stays hot like last year in Toronto. You know, upgrading him as a staff ace over Yusei Kikuchi, it, it could be a huge upgrade. I, I, you know, I like Kikuchi, but Robbie Ray, when he's on, is 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 great. It's, so I'm I'm even picking him fourth. I'm admitting that uh, the Mariners have a lot of potential. Uh, those youngsters in the lineup, uh, you know, that you just mentioned, uh, man, that was uh, that was some some struggle going on there. Some big time struggle with when when, they, when Kellenic came up and yes. whew, it was it was bad. It was ugly. Um, Maybe the the sophomore year is, is different with the with the experience. Um, and it, Rodriguez, of course, has the, uh, the the juice right now. Everyone's talking him up as the the five tool prospect. So right, uh, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, some, there's some real talent there, but maybe not this year. Maybe next year. One more year for the Americans. <laughs> Keep saying it. Oh man, uh, the I'm AL saying that West. Being a Cubs fan. <laughs> right. Wait till next year. Uh, Astros, the big favorites in the AL West, minus 165, uh, followed by the Angels, plus 400. Uh, so they're with me as they're, as California being the second pick. Uh, another old man reference there, the California Angels. Uh, followed very closely by the Mariners, plus 450 as the, the third pick. Then the big fall off to Rangers, plus 1,600 to win the division. And uh, athletics plus twenty five hundred, which I think is an absolute disgrace. They should be plus twenty five million to win the AL West. If the Oakland <laughs> Athletics win the American League West, there is a serious problem going on right there. Um, that should be the uh, biggest odds to uh, the short to, to well, not that make would the playoffs. Probably be the best. Whoever their coaches would win Coach of the Year, Manager of the Year. <laughs> Definitely. If Oakland even sniffs playoff contention uh they are minus 1000 if you want to bet them to not make the playoffs um that sounds unbelievable except think about it we already talked about diamondbacks minus 5000 to not make the playoffs yeah. baltimore orioles in that division minus 10000 to not make the playoffs that makes a's minus 1000 seem like almost a steal like that's a that's a bargain I'm still not betting that, but it just, for comparison's sake, it makes it seem like, uh, wow, that's, that's pretty good odds. And uh, plus 650, uh, if you want to pick the A's to actually make the playoffs. Uh, those Rangers are plus 550, big uh, big money for them to make the playoffs, if you believe in that, and minus 750 to miss the playoffs. Uh, the Mariners are... Plus one fifty five to make the playoffs. You might want to put some some ducats on that if you really believe in the Mariners. One more year, but maybe this year. Um, but minus one ninety if you want to bet them to not make the playoffs. So still uh, thinking on that side uh, is what the betting odds would say. Um, Houston, of course, is going to be the big favorite to to make the playoffs. Minus four hundred and plus three hundred if you want to bet them to not make the playoffs. And then the Angels. Uh, plus 150 to make the playoffs, minus 175 to miss the playoffs, which I understand because they usually miss the playoffs, so I get that. Okay. Um, I'm looking here at, uh, this is uh, Fangraphs. You talk about any stat you ever need for baseball. They have their uh, playoff percentages here. 
Okay. For each team. So uh, Blue Jays, they have 89% to make the playoffs. That's the uh, hmm. is second highest in baseball uh, to the Dodgers at 93.5%, which is insane. Wow. So you have all these extra spots now, right? Um, yeah, they, they have Blue Jays, Yankees, Red Sox, Rays, Orioles as their order. Um, interesting. Hmm. In the Central, White Sox, uh Seventy-one and a half percent chance to uh, make the playoffs. Fifty-eight percent chance to win the division. The Twins are the only other one in double digits. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, AL West, they've got yeah Astros, eighty-five uh, percent chance to make the playoffs. Angels forty-four, Mariners twenty-two, hmm. and A's one point one percent chance not <laughs> happening. So you're saying there's a chance. Well, when you get to the World Series odds, uh, A's are 0.0. NL East, Braves, 87 point. Boy, they love the Braves this year. Uh, 87.5% chance to make the playoffs. Mets, 68. Phillies, 62. So they're seeing that three-team, that three-headed monster there. Marlins, Mm -hmm. only 29% chance. So you you could be ahead of the the game there, and the Nationals are not. Trying to pull one out. Yeah. Uh, Brewers, 81%. Cardinals, 36% chance to make the playoffs. Nobody else is in double digits. And then the Dodgers, 93%. Padres, 77%. Giants, 47%. Diamondbacks and Rockies, below 1% chance to make the playoffs. (laughs) Both. Clearly a three-team race there. Yeah. That's that's interesting. So that's uh, their 2022 projections, playoff odds. I think baseball has been uh, you know following that trend of you, you you tell you can tell the teams who are who are in contention, you can tell there's there's not a lot of 50-50 there on those percentages you were reading or anywhere near 50-50. You can tell who's, right. who's there, who's trying to contend, who's actually got a good chance, who's got enough talent, and then there's the others. And the others are kind of, you know, Obviously, right yeah, it's there not like you. football where you can really get no. a sleeper or somebody gets hot. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a lot more uh, linear in, in in baseball. We and we make fun of it, you know, saying, "Well, by the time you get to the All Star break, you don't know who's what and who's doing." But at the same, you can still tell who's trying. Like you can tell the A's aren't trying. You can tell the Rockies aren't trying anymore. It's the teams that aren't right. You know, even trying to compete, you can, it's pretty obvious. So you can. At least you can tell that. So that's why when I look at those odds about to make the playoffs, the teams that you want to short, it's hard to find, you know, uh, like a like a real bargain. Like because the teams that you know aren't going to make it, they're all really, you know, minus one thousand, minus five thousand. Uh, the 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 football last year with those teams that were locks to not make it such as the Jaguars, such as the Lions, such as the Jets, they weren't minus 5,000 or minus 10,000. They were like minus, you know, 1,200 or 900 or something like that. So it's a lot more difficult because in the, in the NFL, some of those teams, like you said, can rise up and, oh, my God, they, so-and-so went 9-7, and 9-8, and, eight yeah, and, and I mean, stuck in a, just, a playoff spot. Someone can just bum slay because they have, like, a ridiculously easy strength of schedule, you know. And, and baseball is the same schedule every year. That's Yeah, that's another uh, that's another good point. Right. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's our baseball preview. Uh, so you gave your full uh, playoff and World Series predictions. You have Toronto over Milwaukee to win the championship. Uh, yeah, uh, that'll be a ratings darling. 
Blue Jays Brewers. Um, and I have uh, Dodgers over White Sox. Hey, uh, go with the narrative. It, it, it's, you tried it's last year. You tried I did. last I year. Had the White Sox win it all, and this year I'm going to have them to get back, but I'm going to have them lose to the Dodgers. Okay. Hey, the White Sox you know, are your new Big Ten for the NC2As. <laughs> One of these years, it's going to happen. Um, yeah, I'm just going with the. I'm just having fun with. It. I'm going with the storyline. Craig uh, Kimbrell meets his old team and, and puts, puts the, <laughs> close the, the door, puts the flame for, out. The team he was with for 60 days. He's going to get team. revenge. That's right. Uh, now, obviously, it's about you know the, the Dodgers reloading and Freddie Freeman and all that. Um, and then I have the Dodgers over Atlanta to make it to the World Series because Freddie Freeman is going to come back and say, "Oh." Seven years as your franchise, and you want to let me yeah. just walk to L.A. Watch and he'll this. and he'll and he'll end them right. Yes, absolutely. Just like Put he ended the Brewers when he uh, when he went Apple off a hater. Oh, so Dodgers over Atlanta for the uh, NL for me, and for the AL White Sox over the Astros. Two thousand five, baby, let's run it back. White Sox kicked that ass in Houston. Let's just do it again. Let's have the Sox knock out the Astros to get to the World Series. One of these years, I'm going to get this fight with the White Sox there. They, they got so much talent, man. They're, they're, they're right there. They're so good. They're so loaded. They're almost like the Cubs a few years ago when just every position is like, damn, prospect, 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 and they're all coming on at the same time. Yeah. They're all you know hitting the ball out of the ballpark, and they're all uh, playing at, at a very high MVP level. Tim Anderson is 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 the man. He's, he's such a great leadoff hitter because he – Hits for contact. He gets on. He runs. He steals. He he agitates. He gets the crowd going. He's he's like the perfect hype man. Uh, gotta love the way he plays. Um, then Illoy comes up and, and bashes you. Uh, Louis Robert is is a fucking monster, man. He's so big to be a second baseman. You see him in the in the box, and it's like holy yeah. crap. Uh, so he's ready. Jose Abreu is the the, the veteran. Uh, he's he's not stopping anytime soon. Um, they just load it. They're just ready to, to to kill you every game. They they got and you know they add AJ Pollock to that down at the bottom of the order. Um, just turn it over, got some speed, and and turn it over. Here's Anderson again. So yeah, it's just a nightmare, just a rolling nightmare that lineup. So I'm I'm obviously all all in for the White Sox. Yeah, and it'll be really interesting to see on Saturday how uh, you know how crazy the bidding gets for all of these uh, new guys that you can bid on for the White Sox. That's always fun, isn't it? Sure. You, you know, know they'll got, be bid up. We got two teams that are just totally in the bag for the White Sox, and we'll just ridiculously bid them up. And it, it's so much fun. Yep. <laughs> Can't wait. Love it. Can't wait. Ready to get back to Chicago, ready to slam some pizza, ready to Man. do this draft. Seven, yeah, well, the greatest seven-hour uh, draft that you can have. And it'd be nice to be doing it, you know, do it live. We're doing it live. Yeah. <laughs> Get to see the people again, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you haven't been up there in, uh, it would be four years now. That's right. I'm ready. That's to, crazy. ready to get back. That That is, that's crazy when I think about that. We'll do it live. Get, okay. That's right. We'll, no. we'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! Right. Fucking thing sucks! <laughs> well, the, the Zoom trap sucks. That definitely sucks. But, uh, you know, I didn't hate it. I hated the results. Um, no. You didn't quite feel like you knew what you were doing. 
through most of it. You know, it's like we got players. Everybody got players. I'm like, oh, did I get the guys I wanted? I did get some of the guys I wanted, but there were a few times I was like, ooh, we, we got that guy. I didn't want that guy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, what can you do? What can you do? That happens uh, in person. That might happen in person. You get stuck. It, it does happen all in the time. person. It does. Um, but you know, we have our we have our strategies, and I, uh, you know. We have our we have our guys and there's just yeah there's it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun Absolutely. I, I feel looking. I feel a bit underprepared but like in a good way you know normally I'm like stressing it and this year I'm just like eh you know I'm just gonna go in there and get a team <laughs> you know. Well, that's kind of how you felt last year, right? Uh, or the year before, rather, uh, when when I when I wasn't up there, and uh, you're just kind of like, well, you know, it, you you try not to over prepare, and that, that's definitely the way to go because you can pr- you paralysis by analysis, as they say. You can absolutely. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm gonna, I'll have, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not overdoing it. I mean, you know, we're gonna have, we have a decent amount of money, which is good, so I'm, I'm not too worried about about that we're going to have a good amount of money to spend so from that standpoint because there's a lot i'm just you know i i always kind of get the itchy you know like oh we're just gonna start throwing guys back it was it's funny because it was 2018 the last time you came up for the draft and we won that year yeah so <laughs> you know why not try it again and we can uh, get my, the latest drop that I've found. We can uh, have a celebratory uh, jungle nonsense sound from, uh, from our oh. favorite Tom and Jerry cartoon. Because, you know, we love our random sounds from, from different cartoons. And uh, oh, if, we, if we win, we can we can get up on the table and do our, our, our jungle sounds. And it just makes no sense, but we can make the sound anyway. Are we doing we'll, the... We'll... Dresses or whatever the the, the yeah. grass skirts. <laughs> oh, no, no better way to to end I, I think than uh, than on that sound. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got a tomorrow is uh, tomorrow's declaration day. I got a lot of work to do while I'm quote unquote working uh, tomorrow. It's your actual so job. Be, yeah, opening uh, opening day tomorrow. No, uh, Thursday. That's Thursday. That's Thursday because tomorrow is Declaration Day, and then Thursday's Opening Day. I, I work Wednesdays now, so yeah. um, I don't. I didn't used to work Wednesdays, but now I'm off on Sundays, which is really nice. I'm sure. So I'm taking a, as much advantage of that as I can. But yeah, I got to have the thing all sent in tomorrow by 6 p.m. And I'll probably have it in well before that. I'm pretty sure I've got the keep the keeper list pretty well firmed up. All right, we'll be ready to get it on and figure out the uh, the rest of our team by Saturday morning after we uh, meet up and and get our hotel rooms and have breakfast and and get in yep. there and get ready to rock and roll. 
it's going to be, it's always fun. Always. I'm, I'm so looking forward to getting back up there. Just a, just a guy weekend, just, a, you know, getting away and then hanging with the, hanging with the dudes. And get been a while. Again. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been crazy. You'll have to end. you have to let me know when you, when you fly in and where to, where to meet you. Yep. 7.05, I believe is when we're scheduled to land at Midway airport. So. Oh, okay. Anything changes. If if everything stays on schedule. Right. All right. Fingers crossed there. All right. Unless you got anything else, I think we're we're done. I'm I'm good. Yep. Our our baseball preview for 2022 is as fun as always, and and a lot of surprises. We definitely were not locked up with a lot of these picks. I appreciate that. That's probably the most different we've been ever. On a yeah. baseball preview show. Yeah, we really mixed it up. A lot of a lot of out out of the box uh, picks, and uh, so that was good to do. All right, I hope everyone had uh, fun listening to that and getting ready for the start of baseball. Uh, we may come back with another show after we uh, do the draft in Chicago, um, but if we don't, of course, we'll be back at the end of the month for the NFL draft. Yes. Just around the corner last week in April, the NFL draft, we have our draft aftermath show recapping all the craziness from the NFL draft and talking about some of the, there's been so many trades and free agent yeah. moves. This is the wildest off season. I think I've ever seen in the NFL. There's so many moves. We're probably not going to talk about some of them ever. Cause we just forget. They, they just get lost. There's so many of them. Uh, but that's what our schedule looks like uh, coming up later in the month. Uh, so we'll see how all that shakes out. But baseball is getting started on Thursday is the official opening day. And that was our big preview for 2022. So again, hope everybody enjoyed that. We definitely enjoyed uh, chopping it up for two and almost a half hours uh, talking baseball. And that will do it for us. All right, he is Jay, I am Dre. This has been Kings of Non Sequitur, the off-season version of In Much Less Detail, the podcast, and our 2022 baseball preview. Everybody enjoy your baseball starting on Thursday, and we'll talk to you when we come back from Chicago. during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.